0: This episode of The Break Room is brought to you by H&R Block. Filing your taxes couldn't be easier with H&R Block at home. Visit breakroom.tv slash taxes to claim an exclusive offer for Break Room listeners and save 15% on the basic, deluxe, or premium
1: packages.
2: Breakroom.org!
1: Here comes The Break Room.
3: Oh, number 10, you were looking at the Well, it's ones, off so. by one because of the headers. Yeah. Well, then we skipped one. The last one was Sometimes, Always, Always. Oh. No, the last one was a cruel accounting method, which was nine. No, you missed insurance payoff. Don't worry about that. No, oh, you're just reading the numbers wrong. No, you missed. Well, we're off, we're off by one. Nine is nine over there. I'll tell you what I'll do. Nine is nine over there. Don't worry about it. I'll just move these up a little easier just go ahead Dave just eat your fucking jelly bean the public is but well, I'm not sure that he's supposed to uh, he actually is okay nine no because seven was the one we just did because we just did the one where y'all both had to eat one and I didn't Yeah. eight was a cruel counting method no yes it was look look at the question a cruel a counting, method. counting method y'all just both ate one and we have three different answers there that's a good on point on number eight Then we're all fucked oh well <laughs> what was number seven <laughs> we'll just start over uh, that Number was seven saving. is savings, right? Number eight we haven't done yet. The accrual accounting method we haven't the done no one yet. The answer was a. Savings was the one we just did. No, we didn't. Now we're on eight. We just did the, the accrual accounting method. Trust no, we me, didn't. we because just did you got savings it right. because you. I got savings right sometimes. Sometimes, always, always. That's the one we just did. Okay, question seven. The answer is you should always save for big ticket items. Okay, if you ate a read it wrong. All right, whatever. I'm not. I'm not gonna fight with you. About y'all this. both. No, did y'all not both just eat a jelly bean? Yes. For question. Okay. Eight. Question eight. Y'all have different
1: answers. Yeah. We really. Old. We should eat one for nine. Apparently, mm. we haven't even talked about number nine yet. Okay. Well, we then we were off one over there. That's what happened
3: then. The answer is A. Dave answered A on eight. Yeah. Okay. Then I said C and B. Dust and I both ate a jelly bean. Oh, you're right. Okay. So number nine, we're on it's nine. still not right though. But okay. Why is it not right? It's still okay. It's, it is right. But that's not the question we were on, So it's okay. That's, that's the question but, I see, 11 is a yes-no, and 11 over there is a yes-no. Now? Now that he changes it, it. was off by one because of the header. I was reading, I was... It doesn't, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, but we're well, right now, right? Okay. Oh my God, that tastes like, <laughs> it tastes like black pepper.
4: Podcasting live from the Break Room Towers in the scrotum of the DFW Metroplex, it's The Break Room with Mark, Dustin, and Thomas.
0: Hey everybody, how's it going Dustin? Pretty good. Yeah. So we got a little bit of a different lineup this week than normal, How wouldn't you say? Why? Yeah, I would say so. So the bus driver's not here, he is, uh, it's his
1: turn apparently for a holdout for a better contract. <laughs> exactly, that He's has to alternate around everybody. Wanting himself to pay himself better, <laughs> I guess. So he is the owner of the Breakout Media Network, you think he'd be able to work those contract disputes out <laughs> you, with you'd himself. Think so. but you'd think so. But uh, So
0: it's, it's me, as always. Don't, uh, don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Not really. No, not at all. Uh, Dustin, as mostly always, and uh, our, our uh, special in-guest, uh, Star Zedric. Hello. Yeah, thanks, man. Um,
4: thanks no for in. Thank you for welcoming me into the illustrious room Towers. It's more than welcome. More Very more palatial. Welcome. <laughs> the crowd loves you. Thank you, crowd. I love
1: you. Oh, Jeez. <laughs> they really love you!
4: Wow.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that's
0: going to be a little bit different show. Uh, got some music reviews coming up, and um, you know some other things that we've got planned for later. I'll wait. I'll wait till we get to that. So we'll tease that as we go down the road. So, uh, unless you have anything specific, you have anything specific? No. Let's just jump right into uh, to the to the first segment. You want to talk a little bit about it since it's kind of sure more in your realm than me.
1: Sure. Um one of the main reasons I was uh, pushing for Zed to be here this week was that uh, the Adams for Peace album came out. Um, and for,
0: uh, who is Adams for Peace?
1: I was going to say, for people who don't know what that oh, is, oh. it's uh, actually a compilation group with uh, Tom York from Radiohead, uh, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers, and um, a producer whose name I can't recall from Nigel Radiohead? Goodrich. Yeah, Nigel gludridge god godridge godridge yeah. okay <laughs> nice and, and then a drummer from uh rem yeah, slash somebody yeah. else so maybe you know those details but <laughs> i knew i knew it's a super group of some sort but i knew the main two people really were were fleeing tom york anyway but um so they've done i think they did one or two maybe solo songs before this because i know i've seen at least a couple things that came out from them yeah but i think this is their first full album mm-hmm. and um I don't think I'm speaking out of turn to say that Zedric is also a big Radiohead fan. Huge, so, huge fan. Yeah, yeah. I wanted a fellow Radiohead head to be here. But actually, when, I didn't know when we reviewed were, this. I oh yeah, know you're a Radiohead head, head. Oh, I love him. I, I wouldn't pee myself at Monroe Love him, but I do.
4: I do love him. Oh. <laughs> so, <we're laughs> you know what? I was actually gonna—I was actually gonna mention that story. You were so gonna tell that story. Okay. I, I can't say you're out of turn for saying that. <laughs> but uh, were you, did you see them when they were here in, in last March? Actually,
1: uh, yeah, but in Houston. Didn't see them in Dallas. We were uh, in Houston, and it was on a Saturday down there, so it was easier. Okay, and yeah. we were visiting relatives, so
4: yeah, but we did yes, see them, and it was loved a, it. a religious experience. Oh yeah, I loved He'd it. He'd said, "Hey guys, we're turning this into a, into a spaceship." We got some Kool Aid. He's <laughs> with me. Everybody would have like, drank I'd be in like, there. You know what, Mom? I love you. <clears throat> but uh, I'm going. I'm going off with Tom, <laughs> <and the> boys.
1: <laughs> I'll never see you again.
4: But I was going
1: to say, I don't know how it was. Just to briefly touch on that concert, I don't know how it was in your Dallas experience with that, but my Houston experience in that, it was a bunch of douchebags around us that really had no uh. idea who the hell Tom York even was or who Radiohead was, which I did not understand. It. They were, it was basically like, oh, I've I have mad props respect for uh, somebody actually said that uh, I give mad props to Radiohead cuz I hear I always hear they're so great and the other guys like how do you give them respect when you've never even heard any of their songs and I'm like why would you spend all this money to go wow. to this concert
4: and never have heard them before that's I'm surprised that didn't happen in Dallas that sounds like an exact scene from a Dallas concert <laughs>
1: it does Houston's kind of the same though in that's, some ways uh, but
4: yeah um that's that's unfortunate I mean yeah. I I mean I was on the floor and there there was one time I got there was a guy who was kind of like a Chris Chris kind of character. Oh yeah, yeah, where absolutely. Where he was there with his chick, and they were just chatting. And I was like, "Dude, we are about to the Paranoid Android's about to come yeah, on. Shut the now. fuck up!" And I was like, "Man, if I had a revolver, I could probably just like take him out and just dash into the crowd, use my blackness to an advantage for once." And, uh, take and, off? Yes, exactly. rid really <laughs> the world of this of this useless human being. But I, I, yeah, no, then, didn't do that. No, yeah. or did I? Oh, maybe it,
1: <laughs> you can play it off as a story, you know, yeah, for the exactly. air. But <laughs> what really happened, you know, only you know.
4: But yeah, but I think uh, that this—I'm looking forward to discussing this album. It's interesting.
1: Yeah, it, it is definitely interesting. Now, Thomas, you are only a so-so fan, wouldn't you say, of Radiohead? Yeah, you I like think, some of their stuff. I think
0: Radiohead's hit very hit or miss for me.
1: Okay. Oh, I was glad you told me that now because it's so. too late for me to leave. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But uh, (laughs) I'm gonna guess you like their rock stuff and don't like their electric stuff in general.
0: Uh, I mean, mm, in general, it just depends. It's really it's really across the board, hit or miss. Some of their electric. Slower stuff I do like, but oh, okay. it just, what's your it just, favorite? It really like, depends. what are your top
4: tracks? And if you say "Creep," I'm leaving.
0: I'll be honest, "Creep" I never liked. Uh, All right, good. I, don't, I don't. I honestly am not good enough to know the names. Okay, that's fine. But I do like because there's been multiple times that I've heard them that I'm like, "Yes, I dig that song." Oh, that's Radiohead. Oh, okay. Because for a long time I didn't like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't ever remember the name of that song that I never liked. That
1: outside of "Creep." Yeah. I, don't I never know, High and Dry one. was another big one. I never. Yeah, I never like that. I didn't one either. care for that one. Or uh, I didn't fake like Plastic a,
4: Trees. I'll admit, I yeah. wasn't quite late a fan '90s. That I one. think Radiohead. I never was so you, real big into. But. See,
1: I love. I love Fake Plastic Trees to be honest with you, but
4: the bins okay. is a great. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like a lot of them, but I yeah. think I I'm probably like the most people. I think OK Computer was a turning point. That's when I was like, okay, I yeah. pledge allegiance to you, British <laughs> bad teeth. They did change. <laughs> they did change <laughs> awesome. with that one. And,
1: um, yeah, I think going through this album and some of those discussions, we'll kind of go back. The reason I'm focusing on Radiohead, too, in this discussion is, let's be honest, it's a super group, but it's a Tom York group with some extra people that are there. And that's really how it's turned out as well. <laughs> you know I mean, wanna, you can easily tell. You know want to
0: talk about red hot chili peppers?
1: I mean, we could, but uh if you if you can find a lot of flea in this album, then you let me know where it man, is cuz we're on the same page. There is yeah. some bass playing, but man, There's some bass it's playing.
0: Not, it's, it's not is, like it's not like heavily influenced by the other band that it's no, kind No, of it's, injected it's with not it
4: heavily by influenced means, by that at all. It's very little slap of the bass. Yeah. There is very Yeah, there's that. very
1: little bit of that. And um, it's interesting
4: you mentioned that because I like I think Kind of like when I first heard about it, and I was like, huh, I wonder is it going to be like a little bit of, you know, Tom York and his, you know, more electronic type influences. And maybe Flea bringing in maybe like kind of a jazz funk kind of fusion thing. That's what I was hoping for. And then kind of seeing how those two meshed together. But yeah, I mean, I think the first song, I was like, you know, you hear a little bit of the bass, and you're like, okay. And then I think by song two, it's like, okay, this is this is Tom. This is yeah. This is Eraser Part Two.
0: <laughs> this is his experiment that everybody <laughs> exactly. else is just kind of melding into. I'm just gonna yeah.
4: play a
1: couple of the tracks in the background. I like default is the is the I guess main release, release from yeah. it. You know, what? Oops, and we'll just get a little feel for it.
4: Um, yeah, and I, I think it's track two on the album. And I'm pretty much, and this is the one where I was like, yeah, this is Eraser 2.0. And actually, I thought that twice. The first listen, I was kind of like multitasking. Yeah. And I was like, and, and just, I was like, yeah, Eraser 2.0 all the way. And then today, I listened to it again. And, uh, and I was like, well, I still think it's Eraser 2.0, but not not in a bad way. I, th- I mean, I don't know if you guys um, were aware, but I, like, I, I read that basically. Like Tom York like pretty much like did created all like the electronic music and passed it out to all the guys and was basically like I want you to recreate all these sounds with live instruments.
1: No, I did not I did not
4: read that, yeah. but I mean And that's and, and then and actually here's a quote. Okay. Zed brings quotes, guys. Excellent. Um one of the things we this is Tom York speaking. Okay. Uh, actually you know what? Let me go ahead and rip this up. Yeah, one of the things we were most excited <laughs> about was ending up with a record. Where we weren't quite sure where the human starts and the machine ends. And you know what? I think they <laughs> I did that. see that
1: quote. I read that. that was yeah, yeah. yeah. I read that one as well. And I would agree. I think that you can definitely tell that. Which, I don't know. Um, for me, I take it back to, like I said, the Radiohead experience that I've had and what I like and what I don't like as much. Um, King of Limbs. Mm-hmm. Took me a long time to actually like. I, when I first listened to it, I kind of thought it was a beating. I kind of thought it was a B side album. <laughs> and then the more I listened to it, I, I started liking some of the stuff in it. There's some deep tracks on Amesiac I don't think I'm ever going to like uh, pieces of a fish in a stuffed sardine can yeah. or something like. That. I can't even remember the name of it. Pact like a, yeah, yeah, I know, what I know it's what you're
4: talking about. Pact to like, me, like, it it's
1: yeah. I mean, to me, this particular album sounds a lot like those kind of Radiohead tracks Mm -hmm. to me. Those really electronic, really out there, really no steady kind of rhythm in it. You know, I mean, I like the electronic stuff a lot. Radiohead does. Um, I don't know if you'd call this album as electronic, but In Rainbows is maybe my favorite album of all theirs. I love that one front front to back. And I don't know, I just like, I like it when they go more melodic and they use his vocal chord, you know, like they actually use his voice as an instrument and they... You know, do more of that. This one, there's barely any. I don't know. There's barely any vocalization, really. I mean, it's in there, but it's all choppy. Kind of, yeah.
4: They're inaudible vocals. Yeah. Which I was like, well, part of me like was it like, almost seems contradictory, but yes, it makes sense. Yeah, inaudible yeah, vocals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. But I was thinking, I was like, you know what? This this album, part of it seems like Tom was like, hey, Radiohead guys, here's my here's something I want to do, and they're like, how about you just do this, you. <laughs> I'll bet you you go your own Tom on this one. (laughs) Exactly. And then, you know, and I think it, I I think, cause actually I know, I know it got like a 6.9 rating on Pitchfork. So that's kind of bad. People were kind of, you know, I saw on Twitter. People were kind of annoyed about that, but it's, I think it's kind of, I think part of that was like the whole super group, like, uh, thing that, you know, I mean, which I don't know if you call, I mean, really it's just Tom and Flea. I mean, there are other guys really aren't a super group, no. No. but I think it has it kind of has to deal with that whole, you know, thought of oh, this is a super group and this is all we get kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, and, I, and like, but reading more about it, I was like, yeah, this is just. I mean, this is. I was thinking of tracks like Idiotech, and yeah. and, and like you said, and definitely a lot of Amnesiac, which I yeah. and you know Kid A stuff. This is definitely kind of like that. And he's it's just a guy he's creating. I think. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's you know he's sitting back and he's definitely I. I well, I'll admit that I'm not a big lyrics guy. Like, most of my songs, a lot of songs that I love, I don't pay attention to the lyrics to probably about 10, 12 listens in. And so for this yeah. one, I love, like, the mood and the atmosphere that a song creates. And so sure. I know for a number of tracks here, um, it kind of did that for me. Uh-huh. So that's that's kind of the part I liked about it. Like, I know when that first song... What's it? Before your eyes. Yeah, I was like, like actually, my my quote for this album is it's a musical funhouse. Yeah, it's 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 all kinds. of Like I, I, like I um I had like you know the headphones in and I just had it kind of blasted and I could hear all like the different layers. You can hear you know the percussion and the drums and the true and the electronic produ- uh, production and going on and and you know and and I think Nigel Godrich who's he's produced all of the Radiohead albums, so you right. can see. Definitely sell his Slick production on this Sure So I think for like You know it's a concept thing Yeah yeah You know I don't think Their aim was to You know we're gonna You know take over The world with this one And I think if you're a Radiohead fan, You should be like Alright good yeah He's he's not gonna go Blow up and go <laughs> solo He's not gonna leave us Like Timberlake you know No 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 I was gonna say Yeah definitely <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just needs the Johnny Greenwood effect to reel him back in or something. I don't know. So, like, no, we need guitar also. Let's not just go pure electronic because I know he likes to do that. You know, even on the side, if he'll be like, he'll play a show and then that night he's DJing at some Mm. local club just randomly, and he does that kind. And he just is obsessed with that kind of stuff. It's funny. So, I mean, I, I get where it's coming from with kind of his progression, but I guess that was just my concern. I'm kind of glad. I guess I'm also kind of glad he's able to get this out of his system. So maybe <laughs> the next Radiohead album that's coming out later, you know, this year will be maybe more let's go back towards in Rainbows okay computer yes. type style. Let's get away from King of Lambs mm-hmm. and Amnesiac style. And you know, I'll give I'll give them credit that they they do go through different genres and they try different things and they try different sounds, which is nice. You're never going to get bored yeah, you know with them. You know they're always going to try something new, which I like. And so a lot of bands album after album after album, it's the same, you know, it's going to mm-hmm. like Mumford. I mean, it's the same thing as <laughs> yes. it was before. You know, if you like it, you like but it. apparently but...
4: that wins you Album of the Year. Yeah, you know, but <laughs> so, I don't understand that. America. But... yeah America. <laughs> no, yeah. What's I should some more of that? I don't, I don't dislike Mumford. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't dislike them, <laughs> but, but it is but very. But yeah, you're going to get based. the same
1: thing over and over again, you know.
4: Yeah. But I think it was interesting you mentioned that how, like, you know, with the, the back and forth, like you had, you know, in Rainbows, which is, you know, definitely, like, kind of the traditional, I guess, Radiohead. Yeah. And then... And then you had, after that, King of Limbs. So it's almost been... I think the last three or four albums have been kind of like a... All right, we'll do our kind of the guitar stuff for more of a row rounded Radiohead album, and then we'll do the experimental stuff. So if, if they're still kind of doing that, then after King of Limbs, I'm guessing we're hoping for another, you know, classic oh, yeah. Radiohead, where, you know, Johnny Greenwood just... Got, just Basically, just rapes his, his <laughs> Telecaster exactly. And, you know, which is what I want to see him doing. Oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm pro guitar rape. Absolutely, I'm pro guitar you rape as well. I wasn't sure where my stance was.
1: Oh, not on guitars. I wasn't sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear him go back. I mean, they're never going to go all the way back to Ben's style, but if they could at yeah. least go back to. Close to okay, computer style, just for another album, you know, that, that'd be great, in my opinion. Yeah, but even in rainbows would be good. I mean, I love, like I said, in rainbows, is maybe my favorite album, so I'd be okay with that too.
4: And for the show, like for the concert, I think it was always kind of like. Weird when you see when they're playing like those more electronic songs, you got everybody going over kind of instead of being out with a guitar, they're going over behind a machine. Yeah. And Johnny Greenwood would be on like on the ground, like looks like he's playing with an old like typewriter. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I mean, this it sounds cool, but I'm, yeah, I want to see you up and flailing your hair and you know, and I agree. And Tom doing his weird like crazy dance. Know, yes, the crazy dances. You know? Yeah, he <laughs> does
1: that. Like 15 Step is a perfect example to me of like a electric slash traditional type song. Yes. You know that kind of uh-huh. sound.
4: I love that kind of sound when they do that. Agreed. Yeah. But, Even when they, I remember because I remember they I think they performed that at the Grammys like a few years ago. They and I was, oh, like, okay. it was a great. They brought like a marching band out. Yeah. So that was that was really cool. So I mean, I think <laughs> like if you can, I guess it'd be different if like they took a lot of the electric stuff and then but then did it all live without the electronic things in the concert. That would be different. But sure. But yeah, I mean, like a, uh, I mean, like the album is decent. It's, I, yeah, you know, it's
1: decent to. It's, I mean, yeah, I would put it on kind of a marginal for me. I mean, I think I'll probably listen to it more just because, you know, yeah. being a Tom York fan, I'm probably going to listen to it over and over
4: again. What did you list a favorite track?
1: Uh, yeah, I had uh, one or two stuck together in pieces. I believe was yep. one that I liked a lot. Same here. Um, what was the other one? Uh. I have, Oh, judge, jury, and executioner. Wow. I like on that the one same as well. Page.
4: So, okay, okay, yeah, those, yeah, that those two, and then the first track were the ones that I put were the standouts for me. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, the other ones had you know, I liked a lot of um, I think there was a really cool, a lot of cool grooves in um the song. Unless it was uh, but uh-huh. you, but it was like basically it was kind of like remember the songs like if you like this loop that they're doing,
1: uh-huh. if
4: then you're gonna like the song, but if you don't. Yeah. Then you're probably not going to like the song because it's going to keep on going. And yeah, they add on to it, but it's like if you're not in, oh no, yeah, no the beginning, yeah. then I know, you know might exactly as what well you mean. Go next, yep. and then uh, I think for the for the title track of Muck, I put the feeling I got was a unicorn crapped out some magical shrooms. I consumed them, <laughs> then began running through a field chasing fireflies. <laughs> so if you're into that kind of image, yeah, I feel like that kind you, of imagery. song yeah, is for sure. you. I'll give it. I'll give you that. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that is kind of funny. What about um, you, Thomas?
0: Um, you know, and I've only listened to it the one time, and I wouldn't call myself a super fan or anything. Uh, I believe your quote was uh, what? My uh, quote was it, it worst, worst of fail bands, of a super band ever. <laughs> b- <laughs> I
1: think that's what you said? <laughs> I did say that. You're right. I may have said that. That's also pretty bad. Said, I
0: also likened one of my favorite bands of all time in that, and I said, and I felt the same way about this album that I felt of their latest album, which was is really underwhelming i just didn't i just I, maybe i expected too much i don't know i was but disappointed I tried, a little I tried bit better than
4: <laughs> chicken foot i tried to you know it's <laughs> funny, funny you you that mentioned that. because <laughs> when
0: i said biggest fail of all time i said but i haven't listened to chicken <laughs> That's foot. True. You say that. so that may be saying something so yeah i don't know i was a big fan of uh some of the other super bands that have taken place uh the dog yeah. That's that's really but, a super band before there was yeah two years, yeah, so. say, yeah that
4: was I think um, that's probably the only instance where it was like before Velvet Revolver but oh, I yeah.
0: love Scott Weiland to death uh, and then Army of Anyone is one of my favorites I think that I still think that's the best super band album ever I'm not, who's, who's Army that? of Anyone is the lead singer from Filter and the rest of the band from Stone Temple Pilots which really, really I do not even know
4: that either really? Yeah I've like, heard yeah. that either Yeah what's uh, Richard so Patrick much. Yeah. Or Robert, like Patrick, Robert, pa- I think pa- yeah, his name is like yeah, the,
0: and then the the De Leon, De Leo yeah, the, brothers yeah the, De Leon, the brothers, and then the drummer the Leo brothers, the Leo, yeah, and, yeah.
4: and Eric Kratz. Ah, nice. And
0: actually, they really have some cool. They did kind of a live studio type thing, some recordings, which mm-hmm. just shows that Robert is so. What he does on the album, he can absolutely do in real life, is freaking mm. crazy. Just them in a studio, like in a studio, playing live, and the dude is just freaking.
4: Didn't phenomenal. he have a background with Nine Inch Nails? He did. Yeah. Do something with. So Nine he's kind of. So he has that, I guess, production kind of sensibility. He's so.
0: He's just good. I like the dude a lot. And then they, and then, and then they were only together for an album. Then Filter put together another album that really wasn't very good. And I was like, come mm. back. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I really am into the Superman thing. So I'll probably listen to it a couple more times because there was some cool things. I did like the Judge, Jury, and Executioner yeah. one. Uh, and I liked the, what is it, Fall to Pieces Together? Stuck piece, Together, stuck that together that Pieces. Stuck Together
4: Pieces, yeah. Like the bass, cause I, I think all the ones I was like, all right, there's some bass in this one. Uh, no and I bass. think, the, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: The, yeah, it, was, it
0: finally yes, appears. I think the release, the second track, it had some moments that I liked too. I can't remember what it was called now. Uh, you know, I don't have all the tracks second here, The second one is Default. Default. Was, oh, yeah, that's the that main, the, the that main release. release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, I mean, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's one of those that I probably need to listen to a couple more times, really, to know what, if I'm into it or not. Gotcha. Yeah.
4: Given, that, given that they gave all these guys, hey, you know, here's this, add to it. And they're creative guys. They like, yeah. you know, think like, there's a lot of layers. I think that uh, that's probably you, you'll get a, you'll appreciate it upon multiple listens because you'll be able to take in you know this this little part and that little part. So yeah, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, and, and I don't know.
1: Given what I know that you normally like, it's definitely a lot more electronic and offbeat than what at least I know that you normally like. So I know it probably at first, especially, it would hit you weird. But if you wanted to give it more of a chance, and you think you could possibly like it, you might. I like a mind. little more. You yeah. listen to it a little more.
0: I think I've been opening my mind a lot yeah. lately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely more than before for sure. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, I'll probably definitely give it another listen. So, would you say, you know, four out of five, three out of five? I would give it,
4: I'd give it a three minus. With well,
0: the that's, potential to climb if I, higher?
4: If it was like an, an a letter grade, but yeah, because yeah. no, I don't get. I would say a, a week three. Kind of like right in the middle. I don't want to give it a two point five, but I give it a week three.
1: I'd probably right now give it a two point five, to be honest.
4: I like, think probably because I, like, I like electronic a little bit more than you guys. I think. Yeah, probably, probably so, so. So that's what. So I dig that kind of thing. What, what about you?
0: I probably I don't know. Probably two two point five just right now. But I really do. I really do like some of the things that were on it. So I do want to give it another couple listens just to just if, if nothing else. I, it seems like I can get into things when I'm doing stuff at work maybe like when it's playing in the background I can hear mm-hmm. things that I'm not like maybe listening to a lot of times when I'm actually listening to it yeah. so
1: sometimes I can gain an appreciation for stuff like that so I'll definitely listen to it some more and like the same thing that happened with King of Limbs that's why I want to give it a little, a couple more tries because, mm-hmm. like I said, when I first heard King of Limbs, I was like, "I'm kind of out on this one." I but now me, I like several of them. Yeah,
4: that's King of Limbs. I took me. I think I the first listened to it, and I didn't come back to it like a year. Yeah. And they were kind of come back coming in. I was like, "All right, let me, let me brush up on King of Limbs," and that's yeah. when I got into it. But we well, didn't mention actually the cover art. I think is pretty cool on this. Did you guys see the? Yeah, I
1: did. I, I don't I know do what's like going
4: the, on, but I really like. Uh, the yeah, I don't know what that is that. either. Yeah, that's like some. Flames. I don't, oh yeah, the black and white. Uh, kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's very. Uh, it's weird. What's the word? Do you? What, what's the word? Eclectic? Do you? I kind of forget what you use for like M C Escher looking black and white <laughs> cinema stuff.
1: You remember the old M C Escher? M C Escher. I'll be wearing that on a shirt soon, just like I did in seventh grade.
0: Because you do what you
4: did in seventh grade a lot these I do. days.
1: I really do It's really interesting It's odd
4: well, So MCSU oh Yeah he was the one who Was always like It's like a little things Going into a Kind of like I'm, Stairwells That's when I think of MCSU I guess Yes Yeah like, like little it. staircases oh, yeah. And, yeah You look yeah, at it
0: differently And you see something uh, Different every time Yeah Well no That's not quite what it is But yes It's yeah. got like essentially Just like a revolving picture Kind of Exactly But anyway Alright Y'all got anything else On uh, Amok? Uh, no I think that pretty yeah. much Covers it yeah. Alright Well, stay tuned. We're going to get into some more music, uh, hot sports opinions after this. Awesome. You're
3: listening to The Break Room. His nipples are the most memorable thing.
0: Hey Dustin, you know what season it is?
1: I do, unfortunately.
0: It's the season for taxes.
1: Yes, every every time uh, this year, or this part of the year, I just uh, really get beaten down thinking about taxes. Why? Why would you do that? I don't know, it's just a whole lot of paperwork, a whole lot of headaches, and I don't really know any easy way to get around and, uh, you know, get it done. Well, let me tell you about an easy way, Dustin. At H&R Block, you can get
0: worry-free audit support, so you don't have to worry anymore, really guaranteed accurate
1: deductions and they'll find every deduction you deserve that's awesome because I know there's several different deductions that I've probably missed over the years will they actually look at my old returns they'll look at your old returns and find out what
0: you what you may have missed over the years and then they'll look at everything from the previous year to find make sure you're getting the maxed out deductions
1: well that's perfect maybe I'll actually uh, not dread tax season this year you
0: can also visit them online which is also super helpful you don't even have to go anywhere Excellent. You can, you can visit them at breakroom.tv slash taxes to save 15% on basic, deluxe, or premium packages.
2: a heroes in a half show are making a surprise, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pie, are delicious, You know that's true because they're filled with unigen. Good, and putting you put in the tastiest, flakyest, greatest crust, even better than our pizza. And it's green. Like us, you need to turn up high, fresh from the sewers to you. Radically sweet, and the free turtle sticker inside that tea. New from all the teenage, you need to turn fresh from the sewers to
3: you. Oh, hey, Mike the Cumdike, what's up? Hey, Hobo, are you financially stable? uh yeah i think so i just bought all these jet skis and gold chains
5: nice i like your
3: style what do you have there oh what you mean these
0: well these are dentures that i just had made out of shark's teeth pretty badass awesome money well spent
3: This Sunday, Mike the Cum-Dyke returns to The Hobo Shack. Subscribe to The Hobo Shack on iTunes or go to thehoboshack.com or gasolinehighfive.com for more information.
2: Cash rules everything around me. We get the money. Dollar dollar bill, yo.
0: I'm Mike the like and I'm gonna make you
4: fucking rich.
5: It's me! Uh, here's a wrap that you should know. Made
2: with Pillsbury Cricket Rolls. just wrap a wiener, filled with cheese. Take it up, it's sure to please. The
5: We're back to the break room, the home of the crazy cheese fetish
1: the home a lot of random crap. Amazing. A lot
0: of random crap. Not just the cheese fetish. <laughs> Not cheese. Teeth. My bad.
1: Does is is it really say teeth? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just in the terrible robot voice. I thought it said te- cheese fetish. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could teeth have. Teeth makes more We may sense. have that too. I don't Oh know. my
0: gosh. So, we're back. Uh, and in this segment, but we're going to you serious <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> did you realize we were pretty much drop free in that first segment? I did. It's crazy. It's got to be the first a crazy teeth fetish or something? first time. Yeah. See now yeah. the drop makes. Yeah, sense. There you go? Is in the house. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, Nobody so gets gonna, that. We're gonna do something. Some, some people get yeah, it. True. Yeah. Uh, do something a little bit different. Uh, Zed uh, that happens guy? to be yes that guy. <laughs> happens to be a little bit more into. A variety of music, and there's plenty of new stuff that's come out recently. That uh, that uh, he basically brought for content. So, is this a uh, comment? Gosh, man, I
1: question beat myself up. a lot. Beat yourself up a lot too. <laughs> come on, man! This is like your first time <laughs> bus driving. Anyway, you can lay off yourself a little bit. So, Zed, what did uh, what did you bring for us today? This what? list is bullshit.
4: You know what? I <laughs> haven't
0: even started it yet, Mark. <laughs>
4: <laughs> do we have my intro? Oh, we do oh, yeah. have your intro. I forgot about that. <laughs> I think. Did you not get my writer? There we
1: go.
4: Your required intro. Where's my brown (laughs) M&M's? Exactly. (laughs) I don't know if my puppets used to send you all the stuff, I mean. (laughs) These are green M&M's, these are
1: Skittles, damn it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm out of here.
0: (laughs) Oh oh my gosh, is this M83? Yes. This group is so awesome. I keep trying to find their album in places I probably shouldn't be,
1: but I can't get it. Really? Well, you can't get it. Oh, because you can't get it without paying for it. Yes, yeah,
4: that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, it's pretty <laughs> readily available out there. Is this the one... Is this on... Is the album called Midnight City? No, that's one of the... That was actually... Midnight City was one know of the... I was one of the releases. I thought was, maybe that was, that, was that was the album. Big. This the album is called Hurry Up, I'm Dreaming. It's actually two disc. Really? Yeah, this is actually called... This album was called Reunion, and... uh. I have one of their old-ass albums, but I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, this is uh, what they call a shoegazing band. Or If shoe-gazing. you want to be, actually, if I was the old music snob, I'm actually now a reformed Oh, you're a reformed yeah, music like, snob? Yeah, like the like a born-again virgin. Ah, okay. So, <laughs> your hymen of snobbery is back in the back? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, like, so, like, basically, I think, like, I don't remember the... T- I heard the term shoegazing and it's f- basically because it was like bands that when they're playing live, they're kind of just like looking at their shoes. Ah, that and, makes uh, sense. And so I don't remember any bands that originated the term, but I, but since they kind of do the same thing they, and they're, you know, more modern, they mm-hmm. called it new gazing. Ah, so, interesting. You know, I just I, I remember the of reading Wikipedia once so I was like, uh, and that's... I couldn't it just I be called
1: g- new shoegazing because they're still shoegazing. Yeah, oh, they're just newer I mean, bands.
4: I mean, I've kind of gotten genreed out. out. <laughs> really, yeah. I really have. I mean, you, you used to have your, you know, your your rock and your rap and your R and B your, and then I, but then with indie, since indie isn't technically a genre, it's more of like you know, it's independent. You know, sure. It's, it's funny. It seems like it's it, becoming more and more a genre lately, as opposed
0: to an independent band.
4: Yeah, I, I think if you, kind of funny. if you talk to if you get. I think the funniest thing to do would be to get into a conversation with a hipster about music zon- genres. hmm uh, Fun. You could just start with br- with, with dubstep. <laughs> and then and just let it just sit just. Thomas' new
1: fat, uh, fetish in music.
0: Uh, fetish is a little strong. <laughs> I will say that I was in- introduced to Skillrex? Skill Skrillex.
4: Skrillex. Skrillex. Yeah.
0: Recently. <laughs> or Skillrex. kind of like a lot of it, but... Uh, that's definitely new for me. Yeah,
4: that is that
0: is dubstep. It is
4: for sure. It's it's. I mean, hey, it's it's a new form of music. I like, I guess the since we're gonna talk we're still talking about dubstep. Now. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I think Dead Mouse is probably the most I guess accessible dubstep artist that I can think of. Sirkus so is decent, but I think it's just way more like the beats are just so hard. It's like you kind of gotta are. be in a mood. They
5: are. I mean, they you are. can't
4: sit back and. You know, no. gets with some red wine and throw some Skrillex. <laughs> no, not, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not Unless you're ready to like throw the glass up against the wall. You, up, you like, can do that with shoegaze bands for sure. Yes, with sho, exactly. But um, but yes, um, want to thank you guys for inviting me here to. Oh man, talk music. Really like,
1: glad you're here, especially since we're down a man. It yeah. really helps to have three.
4: Yes. Uh, well, and somebody was, that brought content this yeah, week you helps You come bringing gifts, yeah. so that hey, helps man. as well. I'm gonna. I might. I might speak in third person a few times during this. That's season, all right. So bear with me. That's all right. But yeah. But yeah. Um, Marcus brought it up to me. He's like, hey, you know, you always talk about music. You know, you want to come on since we got the band back together. You want to come on and you know spit some knowledge, which um, like spit knowledge. And we're really just gonna talk about a couple of tracks that oh, you know, kind of. I think either it came out last year or this year. I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot this year, but so most Not been so far, year. yeah. But um, just oh, wow. kind of a couple of thing tracks that you know kind of stuck out to me, and the, not only that, but the artists you know have, seem to have a little bit have interesting lives. So that works. I'll go ahead and I'll, we'll start off. Which I guess you can, if you want to just play it in the background. Or yeah, yeah, can, yeah, I'll yeah, do You know, that. can just do it like that. So the first track is actually this one's a little bit not my usual fare. Mm-hmm. It's actually Solange, and the track is called "Losing You." And, uh, actually, for those that don't know who Solange is, she's actually Beyoncé's sister. Uh, oh, okay, I just had no clue. <laughs> she's Beyoncé's younger sister, yeah. She, um, she had a couple of studio albums, like, kind of like in 03 and in, 0- in 08. You know, moderate success, obviously nothing like her sister. Yeah. And, uh, and then she did, like, some modeling. She was, uh, she was in the... Razzie, probably Razzie nominated Bring it On All or Nothing. Which, Are you which, serious? <laughs> which uh if you've ever gone you know, been at Blockbuster in a late night, you probably saw that her and Hayden Panettiere on the cover, and you're like
1: Oh, I have seen that cover. There yes. you go.
4: That was a young Solange. But uh but yeah, I would say like earlier on her uh her stuff was very poppy and you know, a like, typical fair kind and that's probably why she got a lot of comparisons to her sister, and of course, she couldn't beat the diva that is Beyonce, but oh uh, no, of course not. Of course, but I mean, she's definitely not trying <laughs> to do that. You can in the interviews I've read about her, she's very grounded. I yeah. mean, for a while she had she had got married, had a kid, moved to Idaho, which I don't know why that happened.
1: She <laughs> like a weird Idaho, really? With potatoes okay, I was gonna say Napoleon Dynamite or, or something. That? I don't yes. Wanted to see if they could beat the real life Napoleon.
4: <laughs> that was she. Had a, she was on the search for Napoleon Dynamite. And so hey, it what,
1: explains it as good Any other reason to move to Idaho randomly
4: <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, so she And then, unfortunately, she got divorced But the kid's still fine, I believe Oh, and, uh, good. But yeah, so um, this one This actually, this She came out with um, an EP called True Just last, uh, late last year Oh, wow And uh, she signed, um, she left the She left the big labels and signed up with the indie label Terrible Records oh, Which okay. is uh, which What is, a great
0: record company yeah well they, I mean awesome. it's
4: home To Grizzly Bear I don't know if you guys Know that I do know Grizzly Bear and, and also And it's also home To the What I like to call him The uh, He's the He's kind of like A musical Shapeshifter Name call, His name's Dev Hines and Dev Hines or Devontae Hines, he's actually he's a, quite a character. And he's, his production work is all over this. And I think this is what make this track so cool. Because it's oh, okay. it's very. I, what I, I kind of consider this like. Or people have actually considered this neo pop. Because it has like. It, you know, a lot of. Another like, one of those sub genres? Yeah, another sub genre. Because <laughs> it like. It, 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 I mean, a lot, I think a lot of pop songs. Not that I listen to a lot, but. I mean, you can you're gonna hear them regardless on. Oh yeah, yourself. you can't and help it. Yeah. A lot of them mix in like the dance, and electronica and that stuff. But it just you know, if you listen to the last Katy Perry stuff, it does a lot of that. Yeah. And um, listen and to tons of Katy Perry. Yeah, stuff. exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I thought when I was when I walked in here, I heard Firework. You got a very play, of, you know. Yeah, we, I tried to turn it down. I would say in here. that
0: if I was gonna list guilty pleasures right now, Firework would probably have to be one of them. But yeah. overall. It <laughs> sounds kind of like cut and paste of the same stuff It just drives me insane. But
4: go ahead, sorry. It's amazing what you listen to when you're looking at amazing cleavage. Yeah, that's, I'll give her that. But uh, but, but this. <laughs> but I think what he what he does here is he does on, he does kind of the same kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But he does he moves it well, and it's like this is if you're going to you know incorporate all those different types of sounds, then this is how it should sound. And not to mention that I mean, of course, um, Solange has a very good voice, and it's unique in. I think uh, I think for I think for her it's like I like because she's kind of going the indie route because it's like it's and that's not like be like oh you know I'm gonna it's uh, I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna do the opposite of my sister I think it's like you know she's carving out a niche for herself yeah and she's actually you know she's lived a life and I know she's gonna be playing at a 35 Ditton festival in, well in Ditton 35 in, uh, nice yeah in a couple of weeks and I know that was a Actually, I might try to go out to that for that night. But uh, yeah, she's... Do she's
1: you like cool. her enough to stay there and not use the restroom <laughs> and actually just pee yourself again like you did at Boundary? <laughs> <laughs> just so you don't miss her.
4: See, man, we're going to get into that. I got, I got, we're going to get into that. Okay. I, I'll tell you I don't what, want you to forget the story. I'll say no. I'm not, we're not that level with her because... Okay. I mean, cause, I mean I, this is really the only song I know of hers. I never did yeah. early stuff. So, I'm, I'm, and I didn't really listen to any of the tracks on True, but I think she's gonna actually, since that's just an EP, she's gonna have a, you know, her LP coming out this year. So, I definitely will give that a listen, especially with, like I said, with Dev Hines, who actually, yeah, Dev Hines, the reason why I call him the musical Shapeshifter is because mm-hmm. he does, like, he came out with, uh, he was, he had an album under the name Lightspeed Champion back in 2008, and I think it's a phenomenal album. And really? it's basically, it's like indie rock with a little bit of strings. And it's awesome. It's just if you the album's called Falling Off the Lavender Bridge. If you're into that kind of music, just straight indie rock, kinda like, I don't know, maybe uh a la I wouldn't say paper. I don't know what I would compare it to. But anyways, good stuff. And then he then changes himself well, he then shape shifts into Blood Orange. And that's it's more of a production electronica R and B sense that kind of thing. And that's kind of more the influence on on this album, and it's oh, like okay. both of them are good and unique in their own. And he's he does a lot of stuff. He's produced for I like think Florence and the Machine. Uh, this uh, London rapper named Theophilus London. He's actually what's weird is he's actually I think he was born in Houston, left when he was two, Austin, Texas, and moved to <laughs> now, Houston. And, and yes, Houston, <laughs> the fattest like the fattest city in the, in the world. <laughs> it is yes, uh, and Look, then at least the US and he lived and they moved to the UK. He was young and he has like one of the most thickest, like crazy acts accent, London accents ever. So obviously touch Texas did not touch <laughs> him at all. But um but yeah, so yeah, so like I said, this it was the track was Losing You and it's I'm sure it's out for digital downloads. If you're into that. Sure. Then uh check it out. Awesome. And uh so now we're gonna get into a little little folk here. going to folk it up. Oh, ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this uh this is uh this next track's called uh, Nancy, from now on, it's from Father John Misty. Yeah, <laughs> take us there, Father John. had yeah. a rabbit in the,
3: hat the bat. The, I
4: don't the, think this is quite that kind of. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was it at all.
3: <laughs> all
4: right, so yeah, this is a. Uh, obviously, it's, this is a. Um, it's a not a moth word. Is it you nick- can call nomenclature or, or a nomenclature, a surrogate—that's the word. I'm trying to that, that, my-
1: I was going to say you're flexing your vocabulary above my uh, pay grade. So <laughs> yeah, this is actually. I'm going to have to go
4: with you. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is Josh Tillman, aka Jay Tillman, who's a folk singer, guitarist, drummer, you know, very prolific songwriter, and uh, this is—he's uh, actually he uh, if, probably the people would know him mostly because he drummed for the fleet foxes oh okay yeah yeah he was uh that guy and but he, he, he admits i couldn't he, name any
1: songs of theirs but i've heard of that <laughs> band
4: but, yeah well they <laughs> he i think he says his involvement was very i mean they pretty much had already wrote everything and he just came and drummed he was kind of just a hired gun he says he wasn't really truly part of the band and so i guess gotcha. probably what led to his departure but um he's probably. since 2004 he's released like eight albums, you know, all kind of just, you know, 16. super, you know, no big deal albums. Like yeah. He would like play a show. He'd play, like if you'd probably play a place at like the loft here in Dallas and, and then, you know, his, his merch table would be full of, you know, blue CDRs or something. So he's kind of that awesome. Gotcha. But, um, but this one is his first album as father, John Misty. And the album is called fear fun. And it's, it's full of just good, just it's like you know it's fucked, but then it's it's very insightful. And his I, he, like, even though I don't really pay attention to lyrics a whole lot, I have paid attention to his because he he's, he he uh, he he talks about life. And I think and what's interesting about this album is it's all it's kind of like a culmination of all the kind of crap that he's been through. Sure, and like I like I, I I basically say this is a, a troubadour's tale of discovering his true voice because he, he he's been said that he, like his first few albums he was kind of like. He went, He was like kind of like lick my wounds kind of music. He was just kind of griping and not very happy and stained you
0: know. essentially. <laughs>
4: yes, <laughs> he was channeling his inner Aaron Lewis. Yeah, <laughs> and he was and he didn't. And you he, he didn't like doing that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like he's he he, um, he said like he was. I think it was an article in the Observer actually where he mentioned how he would be at shows and kind of just playing his like you know Elliot Smith type songs and the crowd was just tuning out. And then when he would actually, like, when they would break and he'd banter with the audience, mm-hmm. that's when, you know, he would, people would, I'd be like, you know, connect, you would actually connect, connect. And he was like, all right, let me actually start writing more songs about, you know, this side of myself, you know. And I think, and, uh, and basically, uh, I have another quote here. And basically, uh, he says on how the album came about, he says, I got into my van with enough mushrooms to choke a horse, I started <laughs> driving down the coast with nowhere to go. After a few weeks I was writing a novel, which is where I finally found my narrative voice. It was a while before that voice started manifesting in a musical way, but once I settled in the Laurel Canyon Spider Shack where I'm living now, I spent months demoing all these weird ass songs about weird ass experiences almost in real time. And I kinda had this musical, oh there I am moment. I didn't know how I felt when I was writing the book. So that's kinda that's kinda it is. I like, can all these he kinda realized, you know. You know, it took him a while to kind of figure out, you know, what he wants to do. But I think this sure. album is really, you know, it shows that this is a seasoned songwriter who, you know, because I think for, if you didn't know, you'd have thought, yeah. oh, is he, this is a new guy. It's just, you know, he's... I actually overnight. like it
1: from the background that I was listening to you there.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's very it's a very enchanting.
1: Yeah, it and seems it. like it. <laughs> it. seems like a red wine kind of song. Yes. And, 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 <laughs> if that means red wine music, <laughs> that should be another genre. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. <laughs> Just like another subgenre, Why not?
4: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but that—that's that, that, actually just a—that's just one. I actually had a hard time trying to pick a, a track on really? from this one because it was full of. Like, writing a novel is a very cool one that is kind of catchy, just a kind of like like a, like a, you know, just a jangly old acoustic tune with, and, and the fact that he mentions ayahuasca, I think, is pretty. Always gets me. It's and the inner psychedelic in me, and against uh, the and, comment. <laughs> And, uh, and actually, so biting. Is her doing know, us a favor? Jesus. And uh, there's <laughs> also another song on there called "Hollywood Forever Cemetery Sings." And actually, in the video, features the uh, lovely Aubrey Plaza, who's uh, uh, okay. Yeah, I think she's. I think she. Is she like the adorable chick de jour now? She's replacing, gotta be, right. Replacing uh, what's Zoe Deschanel? Oh, okay. Dethroning. Oh my gosh, Zoe Deschanel has really been dethroned.
1: That's does, for sure. Does she sing like Zoe Deschanel and absolutely everything?
4: I don't know. Minute. She No, she's just in the video. Oh, okay. yeah. She doesn't sing anything. Aubrey Plaza being the chick from uh, Parks, Parks, and Rec, and Rec, yeah, Parks and Rec. Right? She sings. Things? No, no, she's in the video. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Bad. my yeah, bad. Yeah,
1: yeah. Zoe just... Deschanel just seems like they put her in everything and then have her have like a singing scene yeah. here or there. And have you watch? Hey, she's the one from Elf. All that. Right? I've watch, yeah, so, yeah, I've watched New Girl. I, I, I was completely
0: enchanted with her until that show, and now I just like I can't look at her the same <laughs> way anymore. Yeah. Like I like the guys. I think the guys in that show mm-hmm. make that show totally.
4: It's yeah. I, for, what from the vibe I get from the new girl, which I mean, obviously, I mean, she's not, I assume she's not acting like herself, but that type, I could see it being pretty dead on. And I'm like, yeah, she. that's the type, like, you know, she's cute, but you know, and it's the tip that she throws the glasses on. So it's like, oh yeah, you know what? I could probably get her. You know, that it, like, <laughs> the glasses take the hot away. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, her like little like weirdness, it seems it like, like it's could cute contrived. for a little bit. And then it's like. This would be wear on yeah, me after about yeah. a month, two. Absolutely. Have you watched it yeah. yet? Well, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, was, uh, uh, yeah I forgot. Talk guys. About we're, it. we're getting to the misogynistic part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I should have led you. with that.
1: <laughs> the misogynistic part? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much <laughs> yeah. the whole show. Just go ahead and get it out of the way.
4: Yes. Get my shallow <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but anyways, but yes, yeah, so that's... Father John Misty actually will be performing at the Granada Theater on May 6th. Like, a, like a radio dude just promoting. <laughs> yeah. So are you going to that? Yes, I am going to that. I'm
1: going to randomly throw out a Granada date that I'm upset that I missed and the, uh, the Eels are coming next Thursday. They are. I would have liked to have gone to that, but yeah. I'm sure it's too late at this point. Ah. I haven't looked into it, but...
4: Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, me- I only remember. I may not the- be in the show next I week. I bet that show's not sold out. I don't hmm. think it would be. The only one I remember is that... Eel's song, what was the one, Life uh, uh, is Black? Novocaine for the soul? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's their big one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think
1: everybody knows that one. Yeah, that's a good one. They they have a lot of good stuff. Actually, Chopper Dave got me into them <laughs> several years ago, and I like them a lot, but anyway. Yeah, is
4: it just, I mean, is Eel's really a full band, or is it just that main guy? It's
1: mainly the main guy named E. <laughs> and whoever fills yeah. in for the
4: touring concert. What's his yeah.
1: name? Well, he goes by E. I forget his full name, actually, but that's... For some reason, he likes yeah, to shorten it to that. Goes by E. Hey. And he has his massive beard and, you know... Yes. Creates uh, off-the-wall music, so I like it.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd probably be an interesting show.
1: Yeah, I think so. Granada's perfect for a band like that, too. They don't, totally. need, a bigger vis- mm-hmm. they don't need a bigger venue. Yes. and I'm, If they could even fill
4: one. As for, and for Dallas venues, I'm big-time Granada fan. Palladium, no. I, yeah. And actually, what's that's unfortunate. That's the reason why, because I was actually talking to Javi. Because he uh-huh. was going to the uh, Grizzly Bear show. And I was like, you know what? I would, but... Palladium is just I can't. It's terrible. I mean, I'm not. If you're not very tall, you're screwed because you yeah. never get a good sight line. And I don't know. It's just like it's just too. I don't like the setup. Well, I've I been to Palladium. To I've been to
1: Granada once. I haven't for been something to but I don't think I've ever been to yeah, Palladium.
4: Not great. Not a fan. Not a fan. But that's my gripe.
1: Well, that's our getting local on your ass exactly. there.
4: Exactly. <laughs> Re- all our reppin- Los
1: Angeles downloaders are going to awesome. love all that discussion.
4: <laughs> you never know. They only, these guys, have, Dallas only has two venues? <laughs> We've only got two wow. places you can see music here. <laughs> I guess that was my California accent, too. Yeah, yeah, it was. It that. was good. Yeah. All right. No. Now, I I, should, I think we're getting close to the Zed urinates in his pants story. All right. We're getting gonna <laughs> <that>. Drum roll. <laughs> 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 We've been teasing that all the way along here. Exactly. You've <laughs> <I was laughs> waited for it, guys. Are <laughs> oh, you sitting down? I'm in a for puddle, it. but uh, <laughs> but I yes, I my pants. Wait for your pee pants <laughs> story. Exactly. Follow wow. me. <laughs> Amazing. All right, we're about to get soggy with Jim James. Uh, this is uh, this is a song called "A New Life," and Jim James is the front man for probably my favorite band, one of my favorite bands, uh, My Morning Jacket. Oh yeah and uh this is his first solo debut as jim james. he actually uh came out with a, an album a tribute album to george harrison under the under the name Yim James so that's just being funny but uh yeah, this is his first solo album it's called regions of light and Sound of God
1: <clears throat> I did not know
4: uh, he was doing a solo album yeah, it's yeah. interesting it's uh I've given it the whole album a good a listen it's it, it, it uh, he's a very he, i I think he said, you know, name a person you'd want to like have a beer with and a meal and just talk about life. This guy would be awesome. top of my list. Because he, he just seems very genuine, and he loves music, and he loves the process, and just in experimenting, he very much has that kind of Tom York type of work ethic, but just but creating... But I wouldn't want to beer with Tom York. This well, yeah, guy yeah. maybe so.
1: Tom York, I don't know what the hell you'd get <laughs> yeah. out of that guy. But, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like we saw... Um, when we went to Bonnaroo last year, or t- two years ago, I guess it was. Um, my Morning Jacket was on the bill. And they-, they were actually one of the ones I wanted to see because mm-hmm. their new album just came out then. And uh, they put on a really, really good live show.
4: Yes, they but, are. Them really and Decemberists
1: were actually my two favorite bands that we saw there the whole time. And mm-hmm. But um, there weren't very many people that came out for that. I was really surprised. They were right before... Uh, I think Black Keys played that night. It was them or Arcade Fire. One of the two was that night, but nobody was there. That for was my morning when they jacket. played the
4: biggest stage. I think they did. Yeah, yeah that was the. F- they normally play like a slightly smaller one. There, they probably should have played a smaller one, but I didn't care. That had crazy, more room because they they've been at the Bonnaroo like I think seven or eight times. That's what they were
1: saying. It's like, oh, this is our first time to play the main stage.
4: Yeah, but, but, um, but yeah. Well, speaking of Bonnaroo and my morning jacket. <laughs> so yeah, I saw them. I think it was 2008. I want to say, Because mm-hmm. so I think yeah, because it was Yeah, cause it was like Metallica, Pearl Jam. I think they were the, the headliners. Kanye and that whole debacle. But anyways, my morning jacket. They came on at, at um, came on at midnight, and I heard and I'd read about the epic, you know, four hour shows. Mm-hmm. And so I get there, and I remember like the rest of my my group was like, oh. we, we well, you know, they did something else. They didn't really know a bunch about them, so I was like, "All right, I'll go this alone." So I found a good little spot, and it started to rain a little bit. And I was just, I was just enchanted. I was just like. I don't know. I just like I, it was like a kid who saw his boob for the first time. That's, that's a, that was the level. At Bonner, of you probably saw a few of those <laughs> too, anyway. But, yeah, yeah. Exactly I did. But, uh, but yeah, I was. I mean, just their lot, their presence, and the, I mean, they're they're a very tight band. They know how to play well live, unlike some bands. <laughs> Coldplay. And, um, <laughs> wow. You don't like their
1: you, live shows. Huh?
4: Well, I, Coldplay. I, always, I saw them there like early on, like right uh, when. Okay. When that the second album came out, so they, I mean I'm assuming they got better since yeah. then, but then it was oh, oh. Not very good, but yeah. but yeah so I got so I, so like I said so the setting is I got a great spot which is key because if you lose a spot you're not getting it back no no clean. you're not and it's raining yep I had swimming trunks on kind of shorts <laughs> and so I got this great spot and, and I'm like man of course I've been drinking all day of course and I was like well. I could leave and go to the porta Party. potty It's not that far away, but then I'd have to try to negotiate to get my spot back. And then, and of course, you know, so take my, you know, 15 beer judgment uh-huh. <laughs> and the fact that I'm just feeling like I'm going, um, you know, seeing Christ and I was like, you know Amazing. what, let's go ahead and just let it flow. Yeah. And. I was like, I was fine, because like I said, it, I mean, it wasn't, not to get too graphic, but it was, it was wet enough to where, you know, you could sit through it, the water, you know, deal with the show with the rain, but it was enough to, like, you know, wash it off my legs and whatnot, and I had sandals on, too, so it wasn't, like, getting stuck in my, Sox, my socks, the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so- I was like, you know what, I'm going to make these uh, socks yellow. So let me ask you a question. Yes.
0: And about, the probably, or about the pee about the This is probably too graphic. No, the pee is what I'm interested in uh, at this okay. point. okay. So I've done this before, not not in this situation, mm-hmm. but like You've you're at a lake yourself? with a family, and you know, I mean, there's just not a lot of options. True. It takes me like five to ten minutes to talk myself into it's okay, dude. Just go ahead. And you do hadn't it. been drinking fifteen beers. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah, true. That's yeah, true. I haven't exactly. I mean, maybe that's the difference, but it just takes me forever to talk my like because my body is just completely resistant to.
4: Now when you're this peeing, you're natural. peeing where? Like in the, in water? the water. In the oh, water. water. Oh, really? In yeah. the water's easy. Oh my
0: gosh, it takes me forever. Uh, and lake water, easy.
4: Exactly. Just uh,
0: uncorking. I just, just start can't do spilling. It. Well it'd be one thing if I was standing outside, but I'm talking about in the lake. I'm I with think it's the, better family, in the lake. So I can't like stand out really. <laughs> Yeah, it I takes do. me forever to talk myself
1: into it. Oh my! And God. then you gotta like swim around a little bit. And yeah, exactly. Wash it away. Yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> you, can't, you can't sit and steal. No, I, mean, I, I know how to do it. Yeah. It just it just takes me forever. Well, like, I would what? assume you knew how to do. <laughs> it. I, oh, <clears> God. God. But I hope so. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, there was, I mean, there was some some conversations because I was like, eh, I, I, I hadn't done that before, right? But you know, but I also hadn't seen my morning jacket live before. That's true. <laughs> and I was, was it worth like, it? Ugh. So worth it. I mean, of course, I had to get rid of those shorts, which I did like those shorts. But, <laughs> but yes, it was very much worth it. That, but, will, uh,
1: that will kill a pair of shorts. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh,
4: but yeah, but uh, this is actually this track, A New Life, or actually his album, it's, uh, it's actually based on, um, I guess, a Lynn Ward novel from 1929 called God's Man. And uh, God's Man tells the story of a struggling artist's battle with dark decisions and corruption. He enters a Faustian contract with a masked stranger and receives a unique paintbrush. The work he creates with the tool brings him fame and fortune in the big city, but it's not long before misery finds him. He's chased from town, and after taking a fall off a cliff, he's nursed back to health by a beautiful girl. The two fall in love and begin a life together, eventually birthing a child. It's then that the stranger, the devil, returns to make good on his contract. Boom! So, uh, Jesus may-
3: loves the bitches and hoes. Come <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
1: sure. on, that's a short version.
4: But uh, but it uh, actually, I think he, like I think some the story is like one of his <laughs> friends. Like uh, gave him this this book and uh, it's I think he, he felt he felt very similar to it because he actually had a big fall on a, at a show in Iowa City ah. back in 2008, and he there's a lot of internal stuff he had to go through which it was weird because I didn't really remember that I just read it recently and kind of and I think he kind of re- you know had a recent new love so all those little things yeah. you know kind of really seemed weird Ooh. interesting to him and but uh, yeah like I said I only had one full listen this yeah. is definitely a standout track. Hmm. I actually watched him do it live on uh, Jimmy Fallon.
1: Ah, okay.
4: And if you have ever seen a performance on uh, on uh, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, they all they normally incorporate the roots and whatnot. And mm-hmm. so what they did was they kind of had like a. It was awesome, like you know their show. The, the first the first parts just kind of like a solo. He just they just had a close up, and all of a sudden it breaks into this like very like almost Mardi Gras style like carnival, mm-hmm. and uh, which which is. If you don't mind, Morning Jacket, they do a lot of collaborations with the Preservation Hall Jazz Band out of New Orleans. Right. So it kind of goes it, once once that kind of crescendos into the jazz part, it like does that kind of like this little camera trick where, where like somebody's like I guess he's probably on like a dolly or something, so it uh-huh. pushes him back, and all of a sudden the, the lights up to all the band and the horns, and it was just awesome. So
1: I was going to say, My Morning Jacket, they're not as experimental like it was Radiohead, but they're pretty. I mean, they'll do some different genres, yeah, over their over their albums too, which I like about them too. So. Definitely. They're not a boring band either no, at all. I mean,
4: especially if you think about it. I mean, they they start off as a, as like a classic rock, a Southern, Southern rock band, right? kind of like Kings of Leon did mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. they, I don't know, sold out. Yeah, yes. guess. But yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's kind of how they were. And then they, you know, over time, I mean, because actually if you start off and then like their first couple albums then like i think half the band left and it was just left it was just jim james and i think the i think the the bassist mm-hmm. yeah, and uh and then they found guys and they actually they meshed well and yeah i i definitely want to give this album a few more listens but uh this track i thought was just awesome and really showcases a lot of his his uh allows him to not only like you know to Show off, you know, sing it a little bit about differently because you know he's normally like rocking a little bit harder in my morning jacket stuff, but he's gonna be yeah. a little bit more melodic, and also, you know definitely reach, g- put those jazz influences that he has, and a little bit more R and B and some soul into into uh, some tracks. So uh, yeah, that's Jim James. That is cool. And it sounds pretty good. Yeah, thank I you. liked it a lot. Yeah, I mean, I would hope that you guys would have liked the track, side Brought, but I, but I he kind of hates it. Is, I know I he's mean, being nice to you. He,
1: he wants you to come back. Just placating me.
4: I hate that. Did I say anything?
0: When about, you're off air, did oh. I say anything about the Beyonce sister one? <laughs> Beyonce That's true. You didn't. No, I did
1: Don't you also think Beyonce's ugly? Was it the other discussion we had? About <laughs> I didn't say that. No, I okay. said I don't. I, hey, not, <laughs> I don't
0: I mean, think, I think she's you're, ugly. You're tight. I think <laughs> there is a lot of hubbub about her that I don't get. No. That's all.
4: Well, I think she's talented. I can
0: see that people think she's beautiful. I don't think she's as beautiful as everybody thinks she is. I Have one question. OK. Did
4: it move during the halftime <laughs> special?: No.:
0: <laughs> My brother said the same thing about uh, that all the Paul ladies, uh video nah. And I was like, no. I just don't, I'm not, I'm just not, I don't, no. No, that's fine. Hey, it's In fact, at the halftime show, when we were talking about the halftime show, I was like, I would have much rather seen a halftime show with least Keys than I would Beyonce. It's probably not as fanfaric but I yeah. I like her talent more, and I think she is way more beautiful than Beyonce is. She's
4: she's definitely, I mean, there's a... And know. then
0: one, one late night on a Jimmy Fallon show, she did an amazing version of Gummy Bears, and I wanted to marry her after that, because I was like, that's... How does somebody like that do? Do you do you remember Gummy Bears at all? I
1: do not. Oh my gosh!
4: Well, I remember the, it was the a cartoon from oh. back in the day. She did the Based theme song
0: up. to the yes. She okay. did it on really. An, oh, you have I remember the Disney. That?
1: I remember the Disney cartoon. It but.
0: starts all crazy serious, and it's like this sounds really familiar. And then she jumps into the chorus, and it's like, holy crap!
4: Chelsea Tailspan and no, Ducktales. <laughs> I'll show you that
0: sometime. It's it's
4: really awesome. Well, if you're yeah. an Alicia Keys fan, and I say I think it's the. I think there's a song that's called No One or one of some of her early stuff, but she's there's a part where she's like wearing this kind of sheer type of pantsuit, and she's like on like a mountain uh-huh. and you get quite a camel toe shot. Oh so uh,
1: Thomas likes uh, pantsuits anyway. I thought so. we were talking about talent here for a second. Well,
4: whoa, whoa. <laughs> there's talent down there as well. Oh my gosh. She puts it on display for it. It
1: could be very talented. <laughs>
4: exactly.
1: And this is pre kid, so <laughs> this is the
0: Clothed, Mister <laughs> Mister Skin over here. Yes,
4: <laughs> it is exactly
1: Camel Toe Skin, <laughs>
4: amazing. Uh, but yeah, uh, so our next band. Actually, I'm wearing this band's jack, uh, shirt. Um, this is uh, the Minor Birds and Generals. Us, oh, this lady led band.
0: Right? Oh, Thomas is him. already into
1: film. I oh, mean, you're gonna hate him. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> and, this is, and I was already up. buying the album on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is actually the title track to uh, The album just came out last year Yeah, last year uh, They're called one again? They're the minor birds And actually not uh, not like the minor birds Like that Rick James, Neil Young supergroup, Because they were M-Y-N-A-H space okay. birds This one's M-Y-N-A birds all in word. I didn't
1: even know Rick James did a
4: super group To be yes. honest with you Yes, it was. Was so yeah, it good? Rick James, Al, I don't think they were long enough to really have. I never heard anything. I just heard uh, about the story. And uh, But yeah, speaking of super groups, that was because it was interesting. Rick, Rick James, Neil Young, and a couple other guys from Buffalo Springfield. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, uh, but Buffalo yeah,
1: Springfield was also a Bonnaroo that year we went. I probably should have seen them. Oh, really? But we didn't. Yeah,
4: I mean that's the thing about those festivals. You you can look at the whole lineup and be like, oh, this is awesome, but you're only going to see a third of it. You know, oh yeah, best. definitely. Yeah. There's another yeah. super
0: group that was like a country super group, and the only one I remember that was in it was Chris Christofferson. Oh, the Highwaymen. That's what they were called. There was um, a bunch of different possibly. country guys and Chris Christopherson, which I was like, oh, wow. Chris Christofferson?
4: <laughs> that's, that's, that's so random. are you going to talk about? there those the girl ones. Like Dave was, was big into it. Uh, I don't. Are there any girls. There, there was there was court the. Was it the Courtland something? It was some ch- some of the ladies from Dixie Chicks, and then was like the Little Pistols or something. I think there was like Dixie Miranda chicks. Lambert and something. Dixie Chicks don't count as super bands. <laughs> no, I know I was saying some some of the chicks from Dixie Chicks. I was, in the st- I was <laughs> heard, heard of the Yeah, because then they kind of
0: move on without the old lead singer. Well,
4: I don't know. Didn't they do I think so. album or something. I think. I, I mean, I'm not yeah, that yeah. deep in the country game. Neither I'll am I. Yeah. Neither am I. I'd say I'm pretty well rounded musically, but I but yeah I don't get too deep in that. Neither do I. Even though even though I will say that Blake Shelton does won me over on Twitter. Ah okay. Even though even though lately he's been kind of a one trick with his I'm drunk retweet, but uh. Awesome. <laughs> <Nice. That's
0: laughs> but uh, worth but, uh
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes the minor birds very indie. I mean I think when I I saw them at the Profit Bar in Dallas so it's super small venue and it's it was probably like. I don't know, like thirty, thirty-five people there, which is cool because wow, yeah. I was super close. I mean, I follow her on Twitter, and I, uh, her Twitter handle, she's like kind of like a very a staunch liberal who occasionally likes to bake because she'll talk about some <laughs> feminist stuff, and then she, like one time she was like, "I decided to bake a cake today." So, or, no, 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 I think she, no, she made, a, she baked a pie, and so I was, I was pretty, front, I was, I was. Like, no, don't get it nah. wrong about saying a cake. Be sure it's a pie. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, good lord. So, so at the show, there was like a break, and I said, and, uh, you know, I said, shouted from the audience, how is your pie? <laughs> and luckily, she understood the context. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> and she, and it, which, it took her a while, info. though, because she looked at me funny at first. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, what's up? You know, that <laughs> Amazing. kind of thing. So we had a little moment, actually.
1: Oh, that's nice. So you yeah, shared why. a moment. That's so, awesome. So, so <laughs> yeah. So
4: that's why. Yeah, Just that's I'm input. referring to the, like, like, mini groups, like we were talking about. Eels earlier, like yeah. many groups. They're, it's a band, it's a minor birds, but it's really her, led by Laura Byrne. She's the, part, she, you know, she just pretty much does it all and brings in some. It's like
1: Nutramilk Hotel, and yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah. And um, and she's part of the Saddle Creek record label out of Omaha, which is home of indie starlets Bright Eyes and uh, well, I think Rilo Kiley back when yeah. they were together. Rilo Kiley, huh? And um, but yeah, it's 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 any indie feminist pop. But I think, with the album uh, "Generals" is is really good. I I mean the whole, the show was awesome. She gets into it. She's very cute. Took a picture with her, and I remember like me and a, a buddy from work went to the show, and it was like we had we had a uh, yeah <laughs> 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 that was had, a hell of a picture. It was, uh, we we took a picture with her. Another one of the ladies from the band, and they were like we, like, we kind of chatting, and then and it was a school night, so we left. And he was like, and he was like, man, I think we could have taken those girls home. And I was like, first I was like, man, you're kidding. But, I don't know, maybe, hey. maybe if Laura comes back in town, she
1: might, uh... You can skip she, the uh, the kind of nebulous comment and just... You're, you're the one that asked vagina. me about pie, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Let's go right to it. <laughs> <Jeez. Exactly>. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I meant your vagina. That's what I meant. <laughs> exactly, yes.
1: God.
4: I'm diabetic. I'm not eating your literal actual pie. <laughs> exactly. I can't, can't handle it. Amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, and now... This is the one I've really been wanting to get to. Oh, okay. Mainly because I saw these guys last night at the Granada. Wow. Fresh. Fresh off of it. Yes, fresh. I still have Tame Impala's Australian stink on me. (laughs) That's what that is. But yeah, this is uh, Tame Impala, which they didn't play this song last night, which kind of pissed me off. Yeah? And it's kind of... sucks. Yeah, it was, you know, I was like... When you like, go wanting to hear yeah. a certain song... It's like, why Radiohead
1: doesn't play Creep anymore?
4: <laughs> well, it's why I, I'm glad they don't do that. I just like getting not going, going I, on that. Not that I hate Creep, but I'm just like, enough already. <laughs> I know. But, but uh, this song is called Why Won't They Talk To Me? off the album Alonerism. And, uh, yeah, it's if you can't tell already, it's very psych-heavy, psych-rock, space-rock, dream-pop. I can keep going. Neo-psych. <laughs> what other... Yeah, what other psych <laughs> <some genres? laughs>
1: You started shoes with this one,
4: <laughs> but um, but yeah, this is uh, I, I'd say like my first listen when I heard "Tame and Paul, I was Like, it's kind of like MGMT meets like the Beatles, like Circle, like Revolver. That's an interesting combo. Yeah, it's probably like, there's a number of checks to like. Oh, it, Beatles Revolver, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 I can see that. It's it's, it's a number. Of, I get it. A number of people uh kind of point out that the lead singer sounds like Lennon. Which it didn't it didn't jump out at me, but there are a few checks where it definitely does sound like a, a John Lennon uh, clone. Interesting. So, which isn't a bad thing. No, <clears throat> no. You know, but uh, but yeah, they've been around uh, since 2008. They're from Perth, Australia. Which who could name the Perth, Australia band?
1: <laughs> Thomas, you're the Perth, Australia expert. Yes.
4: <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs>
1: Take it off your business card. A little a uh,
4: band called Silverchair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my. From Perth? Yeah. That's oh, there you go. They're from I Perth. do know
0: that band. Have a couple of their albums. So, so. They had more than one more album? Yeah. I didn't know they had more than one you? song.
1: What's wrong with you? What one song? Silverchair? That one hit that they
0: had? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> okay. After that, <laughs> they had a bigger hit. Did called they? Anna's Song Which was yeah, really amazing That song's
4: awesome Yes
0: Yeah and that's I when don't remember I, that song. That's when I really Got into them That, that actual hmm. That whole Frogstomp album Kind of sucks But well, the next
4: album I mean they were young It's very It's very first album yeah. All
1: I remember about them Is watching MTV And them going on About how they were The next Nirvana
4: they did because I think and they, they, they went like on content. and on about did, that, and I was, was like, like yeah.
1: "That made me like not want to yeah. get into them automatically, even though that, it wasn't their fault."
0: That album, I think, is called Anthem of the Year. 2000 of the Year, really, really good. Very true. Really I, good. I like. I like.
4: Actually, I like, There was a song, and, and they have another stuff, album after but,
0: that that Diorama, I think
4: it's called, that's really good too. They've got some good stuff. Yeah, they they were they were not a flash of the pain, and uh, I remember I remember I think the lead singer, Dale Johnson, or, had like a what, was Yes,
0: actually, Anna's song is about. His anorexia. Oh, okay. Well, anorexia. Because the very one of the the bridge, the lyric is Anna wrecks your life like an anorexia life. Ah. Which is, you know, I mean, ah, it's just, it's,
4: it's all about him and his anorexia. Too. I know,
1: man. man. He's getting deep here.
4: I didn't write the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying yeah, what it was. But, Daniel, if you're listening, we hope you're up eating, buddy. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Have a burger. <laughs> Have a fajita.
4: <laughs> Cheeseburger
0: with extra cheese. Keep it down. Don't throw it up. I still say that Like I see a girl that Looks like she could stand to put on a few pounds Like I just want to feed her a cheeseburger And that's not some kind of fetish yeah, It's, just like, it's <laughs> just like She needs to eat some food That's
4: very giving because I'm very bad at sharing with food Really? <laughs> yeah I'm not eat? saying
0: I want to give her my cheeseburger
4: <laughs> Oh okay see, I'm going yeah, to consume
0: mine so I'm to <laughs> buy you one <laughs> and I'll
4: feed it to you <laughs> but, but yes uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah this is another Perth-Australian band and, uh, I
1: can hear the MGMT to, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's,
0: you can I mean, hear the John Lennon a little bit too. Yeah, it's it like a smooth. Sense. It's like
4: a, I
1: don't know. It sounds like a smoother MGMT or something. Yeah, I explain dude, it. The I mean, you can drink was, red wine to both of them.
4: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it gets the Merlot stamp. <laughs> it it's just gonna be.
0: It's either gonna be can or can't from now on for that. <laughs> yeah, no it's, no, it's I can't genre, drink red wine. The red wine genre. <laughs> that's maybe all you need. maybe a little white. Yeah, but exactly. not red
4: It's more (laughs) of a Jack Daniels Daniels band. I'm gonna bring some Schlitz, (laughs) (laughs) some Schlitz socks. It's a Pabst Blue Ribbon band. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, the show last night was awesome. Was sold out, and you know I got up front. We actually ended up meeting some. We met two people that came. Like one girl drove from Lubbock.
5: Oh God! And her
4: brother drove down from uh, from from uh, Arkansas from from Little Rock. Just, Are you serious? Just, I am very serious. It's a pretty and, uh, far drive. Yeah, I know. Just for a, a show, and, and it was in the middle but, of the week. So I, I, yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, yeah. I'd say, you know, sh- I guess when you're in, like little crap towns, you know, you got it because I mean, she was like, nobody ever comes. You got to go where you can go. Oh, yeah. She was like, the only band that ever came to Lubbock was like Ghostland Observatory, which <coughs> a band I've seen four times. The only band that came to
1: Abilene was Train and Bowling for Soup. So.
0: Oh, God. that's not true. There were other bands. They were mostly Alan Christian. Jackson. They were mostly Christian.
1: Metallica came once, I think. Once. Really?
0: And then yep. they got booed or something. They like, go got away. protested,
1: so they never came back. Abilene's a little Christian y. Well, yeah. A little.
0: <laughs> it's Abilene Christian. <laughs> That's true. It is. <laughs> it's it, it's got to be the only town of that size that has three private Christian colleges. It's ridiculous. Wow. I would and agree. It's got ACU, which is Church Christ. It's got Hardin Simmons, which is Baptist. And it's got McMurray, which is this Methodist This may not be the greatest topic ever because I just don't I brought it up. Me? Shut the
4: fuck up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're so anyway. harsh on you. I I'm a staunchest <laughs> critic.
4: But um, what's actually cool about these guys is they actually they won what's called the J, um, it's the J Award. So I think it's like it's like for the best album in Australia. Oh, and I think really? all these countries like have that. Like, like I know Juno. There's a Juno in Canada. And There's a Mercury yes. Prize in the UK. So they had they only had two albums. Wow. There's this one Malonarism, and then there was another one a few years ago called Inner Speaker. Both two albums, two, like J prize, two J Prize, two J Awards. World. Only album, only group in Australia to ever do that. So that's pretty interesting, and it shows mm-hmm. how big they are over over there. And I think they're big in the UK, and they're slowly kind of, you know, actually it was a surprise that they sold out. Even though Granada's not a huge venue, I think that the fact that they sold out was says something. And we see you next time, huh? A A C next time.
1: Ah, <laughs> I, <you> know, the, <laughs> You, brace can't, on you that. can't make that kind of jump. <laughs> That's you, a pretty big jump. Yeah. It's gonna be. It'll
4: probably be like Palladium, unfortunately, or uh, you know, maybe I don't know, maybe McFarland. I don't know. I've never anybody go to the Majestic there. anymore. You know what? I think somebody played there not so long. I think Feist played there last year. Oh, okay. And uh, Magnetic yeah.
1: Fields when they came through played there, and I wanted to go there, but. We used to do that in the
4: Myres, Meyerson. the Myres is a place I want to go. I want to yeah. see a show there. No, that'd be good too. Well, you know, be, be, do it classy. You know, wear a suit. Yeah, you gotta get yeah dressed to the nines if you go there. Get you know, some red wine. Maybe the, yeah, get, 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 get some a, get, red wine. Get, yeah. a, get a get a thousand dollar hooker instead of a twenty dollar one. Yeah, you gotta yeah you gotta, like, yeah, gotta say that. Wow, that's pretty yeah, classy. Get the true girlfriend experience.
1: <laughs> or Get on the wind spear if they go there too. You know, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs>
4: There's but a lot of places to bring your thousand dollar whore. Exactly. <laughs> Jeez. A political event, exactly. <laughs> like they'll see all their friends there. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, unlike unlike uh, a Muck, Pitchfork loved loved this album. They were, you know, having a little hipster party up where at the Pitchfork headquarters. Which awesome. I don't, I, I could go on a ride about Pitchfork, but I won't because I kind of like Do music it. music critics in general. Like I find it kind of like. It's it's interesting to me. Like I like I read them. I don't actually. Well, I read movie reviews more than I do music reviews. Because I mean, I think it's just they just get kind of too into it. Like I remember in that in that muck review on Pitchfork, he was like, you know, this is well. They, I mean, I admit that. I agree with the part about him saying he didn't hear much Flea. Yeah. But, but the other thing, he was like, they just they just did, uh, he was saying, you know, this is just Tom York just kind of you know going nuts and just really going deep into the electric thing. It's like, okay, I, have we not? It's not like this was like a surprise thing. He's been going this way <laughs> right. for a while. That right? is very you true. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, how's some new change? <laughs> so, and, and I, don't know, I think a number of reviews, even though I, I mean, I go to this site, I regularly, because I mean, I like a lot of their little interviews and, you know, a few other things and recommended tracks, but their views a lot, I just from, and that's from a number of blogs. And I mean, I liked a lot of music blogs like Pitchfork Paste, um, Stereo Gum. But, I don't know, the critic, I think for movies, I guess it just seems to make more, I don't feel it is as, I mean, I guess people don't put in yeah. a, a lot of, uh, as much, too much opinion. I mean, so they some opinion, but it, it's more about, you know, story. And the, the I think they whatnot. try
1: to overuse the highbrow lit, uh, yes. language as well and a lot of these. Definitely. It kind of comes across as just haughty and annoying. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. But yeah. Like, I mean, uh, like here's here from time.com, uh, this is the line that I enjoyed from it. When they're talking about that album, uh, they're actually reviewing Judge Jerry and Executioner. They uh, say it nibbles, uh, nibbles by with organic guitar works that sips from Caffeine Beats. <laughs> I mean, just listen to the wording of that. Exactly. I mean, you kind of understand what they're saying, but I mean, that's really a hoity-toity way of it's like he, of saying that. You know, it's like I, a guy.
4: I can imagine the guy who wrote that typed it and then just like leaned back in his chair and was just like kind of like, just like smirks at himself, just like sipped so, his coffee. Yes. No. no, no, he, no he had a Marlowe. had Oh that yeah, one. that's probably true. <laughs> he put the Marlowe up. Was like, man, my shit may stink sometimes, but it's not stinking tonight.
1: <laughs> he ran his finger around his black uh, turtleneck and he was exactly. like really happy about yeah.
4: it. <laughs> Amazing Yeah, but uh, Yes, so Anyway, that's my Mini Pitchfork rant Which really wasn't a rant But uh, ah, not too know, bad it is, what it, like, I, I still love you They're guys They're not a sponsor So you can go after them exactly. <laughs> So Now Here is my tribute To Matthew McConaughey All right. Yes, didn't see that one coming That's right nope. It wasn't on the call sheet <laughs> But uh, Or That's that's a more of a movie term What's the radio What's the The run sheet the Run sheet there Yeah you go. Hey, what's Come on. <laughs> I'm still a very You're new ass. to this Yes oh, yeah. But um, but Just like if you, if you I don't know if you guys Are familiar with that the Matthew McConaughey Reliant Energy commercial He, yes. he goes on this little thing About The Baker's Dozen and How you know Yes And then Reliant Apparently gives you Something extra Just like in the Baker's Dozen Because they care And we all know That's horse shit
0: Yes But anyways
4: sure. And this And it's a tribute to McConaughey Because I felt Had an amazing year in, in acting last year And got snubbed Yeah out, Killer I, Joe was good. I don't like Killer Joe. I liked, uh, there was a, uh, the, the, well, I mean, Magic Mike was what it was. But anyway, he actually did good in that. Yeah. And then uh, he, a, he did a the Paperboy, was, yeah, it was kind of weird. But there was another movie that he did that, that was it. Oh, Bernie. He was good in Bernie. Oh, yeah, he was in Bernie So, <laughs> wasn't he? Uh, so yeah, yeah, so as a. a Bernie's a great too, movie. Great I'm Trying anyway. to get this guy to watch it. You got to get into it, man. Yeah. You so told was, me about it today. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> matter.
1: I'm trying to get you to watch it. Jeez. Speaking <laughs> of snub Jack Black Yeah I know He was great in that Tour too Tour de force
4: As the critics love to say. I yeah mean, it I, don't, awesome, I don't understand you know? it hmm. Yeah that kind of annoyed me But um, yeah But yeah so as A tribute to my fellow Texan Yeah this is, I added a I was just gonna do five songs But I threw in a sixth The Zed, the, the Zed Brings section. the extra content Exactly <laughs> This is
1: bonus platinum material here You have to pay for exactly. this segment Exactly
4: so this is uh, this is indie darling James Blake and uh, his latest song Retrograde. This came out, I think, a couple of weeks ago. So this is fresh. This is you know, the, the hot Chris off the King's press. Yeah, red sign is on. You know, <laughs> these, these things are hot. Yeah. So
0: you're gonna have to connect the dots for me. How is this a tribute to Matthew McConaughey's Reliant
4: Energy commercials? Because he talks about the Baker's dozen and how what they do is they only give you. Like the, what the baker's says you get, each 12. No, I got,
0: I, yeah. I, so seen, I was only going to give you five. I see.
4: So yeah, he's doing it. The song yeah.
0: doesn't actually lyrically no, have anything. No, okay. that tribute is the time. extra
4: song. I see. So our I didn't sell dozen, that enough. Huh? So our
0: baker's dozen in the sentence is six. Yes, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's that does. dozen.
4: Okay.
0: <laughs> yes. It seems like we're going the opposite way, but, but it's yeah, a half fun. real dozen. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's
4: amazing. Before I was rudely interrupted. Yeah, My let's bad. keep going. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but is yeah, this a comment. This is uh, just shut this up. Is, uh, everybody, everybody, you know, your pitchforks, your enemies. They love this guy. He's only had this is this is for a second album, which has, was going to come out, I guess, in a couple of weeks. Um, he's like he's a uh, he's he's London London born. I think they was this way call him like the king of post dubstep, which yes, we just went right back into the <laughs> awesome. Right back into Skrillix. <laughs> really the Sweet. genre game. Yeah. Which I don't know what post dubstep means. I barely know what dubstep means, but I really I would, I would Are we already post
1: exactly, dubstep and we just already
4: got there? <laughs> <laughs> it's like really. I can't keep up with the errors and the the errors right. and the genres. But I would say it's more it's I would say it's I what I I made I made it up, Soultronica. He uses a lot of electronic beats nice. and synths, and, but he has like a very uh, you know R and B kind of soulful. I was gonna say it sounds cool. very R and B. Uh, he has a hell of a voice. Um, I, I guess out I, I, he uh, he covered a FICE song called "Limit to Your Love," which is really good, and that's when I first heard of him. I think I actually heard it like a probably like KXT KXD dot org. I think they're still in the middle of a pledge <laughs> drive, so donate. Uh, and if if they aren't, congratulations, guys. Yeah. But um, but then but his 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 big hit was uh was a song called "The Wilhelm Scream," and it is very it's just like a ugh like that song just like it's one of those things that just puts you in a place like like, like, like for me who like really just, like it's a very visceral song. we just like with just a lot of like heavy beats and of course his his awesome voice and that's what I'm surprised from that that I really didn't listen to the rest of his album, which I need to go back to. Yeah. But um. Based on this uh, retrograde, it sounds like he is, you know, definitely, you know, still in the same form and he's on his I game think he's and really good. you know for the. I mean, like I said, it's, I think it's an acquired taste, but uh,
1: I actually kind of like it. I don't. I mean, I've never heard nice. anything by him, but I actually, like you said, it's like an R and B and kind of electric at the same time, yeah. and it's kind of an interesting, interesting mix.
4: Yeah, man. He's he's got he's got a certain thing working, and it's. I think it's interesting. A lot of going be these like European guys. Mostly Brits are, are doing, like, you know, soulful stuff. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, at first they were taking our roles, our superhero roles, and now they're taking
1: <laughs> our <now they're taking laughs> music.
4: <laughs> it's like, God. So we have to, like, create, like, some type of embargo <laughs> or something to keep them over. stealing our shit. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Exactly.
1: Well, when we became independent from them. They're slowly taking all our shit <laughs> yeah, back. Exactly. It's amazing. <laughs>
4: But yeah, so uh, be on the lookout for uh, James Blake. I think the album's called Overgrown.
5: Let's get on. <laughs>
4: it's a nice little addition, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, but yes, that was Zed's five. I don't know if I do the same again. You know, I'll actually I'll have a name because I, I I wrote in my notes or written in my notes uh, the Z spot. But I don't know if I want to stick with that. Oh, we'll I think that's, I
1: think that's good.
0: And We'll definitely one way or another get you an intro next yes. time for sure. We yes. could definitely get you. We
4: already we already talked earlier about some some ideas. I don't want to spoil it. No, don't yeah. spoil it. No, no.
1: Don't no. tease it.
0: It'll be. A surprise. No, yeah, I'm not even gonna tease. No. Well, thanks, man. I really appreciate no, all the all fun. the
4: content and intro it's Definitely great. appreciate it.
1: You want to uh, you want to stick around for our third segment of uh, stuff that you may not be too interested in, but may find something interesting in. You
4: know what? I, yes, I will stick around gladly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Okay>. Awesome.
1: <laughs> all right. When we come back, uh, Dustin has finally finished
0: Battlestar Galactica, and we'll talk about it.
4: excellent name to the break room your home for all the nerd rage pop culture and illegitimate lists you never knew you couldn't live without
0: keep your pants on and we'll be back for another exciting segment soon
1: hey there dustin hey there thomas how are you doing i'm doing pretty good
0: ever done any online shopping
1: i really haven't i try to stay away from online shopping Uh, Let me tell
0: you a little bit about Amazon.com. Amazon is the convenience of an online store, uh, makes it where you can stream TVs and movies to your Roku player, gaming console, or mobile device, and also
1: their MP3 downloads are DMR-free. Hmm, that sounds interesting. So are you also saying that they're cheaper than uh, my local CD shop and my local grocer? Well, it just depends, but a lot of times they can be. Excellent. So, yeah. That's intriguing.
0: I would definitely check them out sometime when you get an opportunity. Amazon.com? Amazon.com. The place where you can browse any item that the human brain can imagine and compare prices to your local retail dealers, oftentimes for less money. Go to breakroom.tv and click on the Amazon banner. I'll do
1: that. Thanks, okay. Thomas. I appreciate the recommendation. You're welcome. Saving me money. Mr. Turtle, how
2: many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie World Center of a Tootsie pop? I never made it without biting. Ask Mr. Owl. Mr. Owl, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? Let's find out. One, two, three, three. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? The world may never know.
1: Cinema's been around for over a hundred years. Its history is long and varied. Each film has a story to tell, and the 15-Minute Movie Podcast covers the history of cinema through the actors, writers, directors, producers, and themes. Each episode, you'll find out about the history of movies in just 15 minutes. Go to 15mmp.com or check it out on Stitcher, iTunes, or Miro
2: ahoy! I'll get this nutritious breakfast with delicious fruit flavored tricks! Goose is clear! Wow. Ah, tricks in raspberry red, lamb and yellow, orange, orange! Woo! Ah! Oh, right. oh, oh. Bird brain. It's Battlestar Galactica stand up cards. When you cut out and stand up these Galactica characters, your fun can begin. The Cylons! Watch out, Starbucks! One of four cards in specially marked boxes of tricks. The tank, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yo, he's the tank, and you know that when he speaks, it's gonna launch into your mind I thought that's oh so sweet. He's gonna knock down walls, he's gonna blow you up. When the tank is in your head, sit yourself down, shut the fuck up, yeah.
5: The tank,
1: no. Thomas the tank. All right, so back to dubstep again.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now, was that dubstep, post dubstep, or bro step?
0: <laughs> I don't even know what the difference is, to be honest with you. <laughs>
4: it's anti red wine for sure, <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. <laughs> or it's the red wine you throw against the
4: wall. Yeah, like we were exactly. talking about that's like that's probably like a, a mad dog 2020. Absolutely, Maybe I would agree. Th- or a late model, th- or, a, <laughs> or a, a late year Thunderbird. Maybe. <clears throat> yeah. So, Dustin, finally, after
0: about ten years of watching, uh, it's been
1: at least that long. Yeah,
0: it's been at least two years, right? I mean, two. Do you remember when you started? Um, whenever you were at your old
1: apartment in Richardson. Uh, it's been at least two years. Then yeah, it's been two God, or three it's years.
0: Ridiculous.
1: I basically wanted to watch it. The way that everybody had to watch it originally, we'll so say, I we'll just say, we'll say
0: Battlestar yeah. to begin with. Yeah, yeah, we're talking Battle about Battlestar Galactica. Galactica.
1: So I wanted to go ahead and space it out the same amount of years it ran on TV. Okay, well,
0: you didn't do it quite enough. Yeah, I know I should, I should have waited <laughs> a little longer. It was four
1: years. True. Uh, so, I hurried up at the end. Actually, oddly enough, the way I used to, I watched this is my wife wasn't into it at all, so I had to find times when you know we were doing separate things or whatever, and I would watch it in like. Eight or nine episode chunks Like if I was working at home or something Working at home I'd watch, you know, eight or nine episodes (laughs) Or, you know, whatever Just random Saturday or Sunday When she was doing something I'd sit there and watch like four or five episodes So I did it like in big chunks at a time But it just took a long time to finally get through it all Now I think Now the first time I
0: watched the show uh, I was conned into it I didn't want to watch it I thought it just the name alone was too geeky To participate in it (laughs) Yeah As stupid as that is but when I started watching Because normally you're not it, too uh, opposed to geeky things. Not really. <laughs> but I always like to think that there's a line I'll draw somewhere. Yeah. But it was, it's, it was it's wrong pretty rare to draw though. it here. It was wrong to draw it here. So when I started watching wow. it, I watched the entire show in a span of about two weeks. Wow. And uh, obviously I, of course, two. was then like, this is one of the greatest shows ever. I just couldn't stop. So I think 24 is probably the ultimate when it comes to... That's one of the shows you can sit down and just like keep clicking next and, and, next, and next and next and next. Yes, not. exactly. Putting off the rest of your life. I think this one was pretty good at that. What do you think? I mean, obviously considering the amount of time it took <laughs> you to watch it, it seems like it was okay to not watch it for well, so long. I mean it had
1: it definitely had cliffhangers. Um, they did that a lot in the show.
0: Yeah, I think I mean, there's like four episodes in the entire show that didn't end in a
4: yeah. Oh my god, what's about to happen? So that's very 24-like. Yes, it is. Guess.
1: It, it it's, it's a lot like that. but
0: It's obviously not the same model it, of time. No. But it def- But they did very much do the... But almost,
1: they had some major breaks theory. in there, too, where, you know... Like some. If they were finding it's you know, whatever. When they found that one planet that they stopped on that wasn't Earth, but it was like the... Colony where Baltar was president, and then right, and, you know, well, they thought it was one of the first, yeah, an and the Cylons came in, and t- you know, spoiler alert, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, they, like in that part, you could kind of there was some stopping point in there, a lot of time passed, and I don't know, there's a few stopping points, but yeah, overall, it did have a lot of cliffhangers and that kind of stuff. But I, I don't know, something about it, it didn't like I would watch it, like I said, I watch a bunch of them in a row, but then if I stopped, I was okay, like, to stop for a while, I just it, didn't it didn 't have me to where I just was sitting there thinking about it or anything like that right. to be honest, so I have plenty of thoughts on the
0: show, but since you just watched it, what is like i mean what are the things that pop up in your mind at the moment
1: uh, <clears throat> well, I would say that what most people say about it is probably pretty true that it is a sci fi show, but at the heart of it, it has a lot of real human uh, elements to it that have nothing to do with the technology aspect right. of the actual show. Like kind of a, almost like a, like the the Discovery Channel tries to do with that quote-unquote realistic, what would you do in this scenario and put everybody in a disaster type re- recovery element and how leadership would be formed and how people would really act with that leadership and all. There's a lot of that kind of stuff to it because obviously, you know, the basic premise for anybody who doesn't know is that they have this alien technology that has morphed into basically humanoid form. Well, they created and them. They yeah, created, they created them. They and, created
0: artificial intelligence. Yeah. And
1: essentially artificial intelligence rises up against them. Exactly. And it comes, you know, basically destroys their planet called Caprica. And they're all... On Multiple th- planets. they're on, yeah, Well, yeah, okay. Multiple planets, but the, the main one they focus on is Caprica. Pretty much all of civilization. And
4: oh, so that Caprica is a
0: spin It is. It, a, is. It, was, it was a prequel that did not last, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing about
1: that. Anyway, there's, there's a small yeah. fleet of ships that basically get together, and they're looking for a new planet, and they're being chased by the Cylons we're and trying to about, be wiped out. I want to say at the beginning we're talking about 35,000... Something like people 35, 40,000 tots. Left
0: in all of humanity? Yeah.
1: So all of humanity with these 35, 40,000 people. They have one battle star that can actually defend them in Galactica. Which The
0: rest of them are all civilian ships. Yeah, the Other rest of them are that, all civilian ships. One giant. Uh and the reason, the thing is, the the way it happened is the aliens figured out how to, the aliens the the artificial intelligence figured out how to get into their systems. Yeah. So they're overriding everything's networked, kind of like we have it today. And they figured out how to get a hold of the network. The Battlestar Galactica is the last ship that it wasn't not networked, networked and the commander is very much like I'm never going to network anything. So yeah. that's why that's it was why it was able to not be able to taken, not be out, taken yeah.
1: over, essentially. Yeah. So. But anyway, I mean, it has it just has a lot of interesting political points in general. I mean, it has that scenario like I described. It also has, you know, when people would really accept total, you know, kind of the battle of how you keep your democracy intact versus keeping order in a chaotic situation like that. Would you ever really accept military over democracy? Right. How many rights are you willing to give up? You know, it's got a lot of interesting stuff like that in addition to the actual sci-fi element of the whole thing. So... I would say it's a pretty good political human drama. drama on top of a pretty good sci-fi show. So it's kind of a good combo, really. That'd be my takeaway from it.
4: It's interesting. I'd see here it was voted, uh, it was in Times, 100 best TV shows of all time. Yep. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of my brother is
0: very much heavily into the acting world. I don't have know, you watched if you know it yet? this about him, but he's an aspiring actor in New York You mentioned that on to, the
4: Marina Baccarin interview, I think. Ah, yes.
0: Yeah. Um and he has yet to see it, but a lot of people in his line say that it's one of the best TV shows ever to exist and it's it's really because Though the sci-fi element is there, they don't focus on like it is very much more a drama than it is a yeah, I mean, the sci-fi is sure, prevalent, yeah. but it's absolutely. I mean, it can't not yeah, be. It is, but I'm just saying but they don't. Fo- I mean, that's not the main focus, yeah, really. I mean, yeah. there's elements of it, but
4: and I don't know it, you guys are might be selling this for me. I, I'm, <laughs> telling you, a, a I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Yeah, uh, just it starts
0: out with a four-part. Uh, what do you call it? <laughs> well, Series. There's a four-part mini-series. Yeah. So I would. I would. I would say try it out. I mean, it's if you don't like nice. it, then so don't start, it start continue off on. With the it's a four part miniseries, yeah. Because mm. I don't think it was approved for a show until that did well, mm. and when that did well, they launched the show. Uh, I like those. and it was all. I think this was all on the Sci Fi Channel. So this was definitely the biggest to date. Uh, oh yeah, anything. it was. Sci- yeah, it was all Sci Fi Network. So, uh, oh. but anyway, so any like. Any disappointment at the end of the show? Any lasting thoughts? Um,
1: Any if you have a possibility have of different? watching it, I won't get too much into it. But I'll just say, I totally I understand what... They basically made a big statement about the evolution of humanity in this whole show. And that's really where it concluded. And basically, what goes around comes around, I guess, would be a nice... it's a good way of saying a nice it. way to sum it up without, I don't know, giving away too much. But... I didn't have any problem with it. I, I totally understood the way that it ended. That the progression—you can easily see how the progression happens again and happens again—and that's that would be natural in humanity because nobody wants to. Kind the evolution of man, really. Nobody wants to stay, you know, with, with basics. Nobody wants to no. go farm all their own shit. And it's all about what can we do, do to make you know easier. they want to make things easier. and You want your yep. life to be easier, and that, you know I, I totally understand where they were going with it. I know that a lot of people there was like a back kind of a backlash to the ending. I don't know exactly what. There's a couple of details is that it, we could get is into. Is it, it
4: even possible to do a, a no. great ending? Not, it's hard. Yeah. Not it's, when a show is that, especially
0: when there's that many, and especially in a sci-fi genre like that. There's going to be nah. a lot of hardcore followers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's never they have gonna a end, thousand and everybody's Going to be like yeah, yay. this one didn't pan out for exactly. me, you know, and they
1: get all mad or whatever. But
0: there were yeah, a couple of things <laughs> that I was a little bit disappointed about, but. Uh, I saw one guy write war, like a War Shows column shortly after I finished watching it, and he put Battlestar in there just for its ending. Nah. and I was like, that's complete ridiculous. Nah, I hot. disagree with I, that. I, there was completely. a couple of things I would have done differently, but, God, it just didn't change it that much. The show was too good for too long. I
4: think that's probably a guy trying to get
0: some hits. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah I, I could see that. It may be. I can't remember what any of the other shows he listed as bad. I've, I want to say that every one of the other shows he listed, I was like, yep, that
4: probably was a terrible show. Bad, I'd but say for the shows that I've watched through that were good, probably the one that had the best, I think, series finale was The Shield. I think they oh, probably a really did the solid best job Drake. of wrapping up as, as much as they could. You're amazing. But, uh, <laughs> did you, did <laughs> you, you watch talking- The Wire? Yes, yes, huge. I mean, that's my. I thought the wire one. wrapped up pretty nice yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, for I, what it could, I
1: was. I mean, you've seen it all, right, Thomas? Right. Of okay. course. Yeah. I thought you had. I just wanted to make sure. Wire or shield?
4: Oh, this wire's my number one. Damn yeah, it. me yeah. too. Wire's my number one. It, Shield's up there. It's definitely, it's definitely top five. I mean, I think the. And I probably might want to do this. I was like, uh, season five wasn't that. Uh, I mean, it kind you know, of like the newspaper me. stuff. I, I got that's where they were going. I mean, it made sense. Yeah. I think David Simon used to be a you know a beat reporter, right? So I got that. I just <laughs> something I think I think I think it wasn't as kind enticing of as some yeah, of the other. Yeah, and I think HBO episodes. hit him with the you got to wrap it up in ten episodes kind of thing. And I think they yeah. had originally had a bigger kind of story they yeah. wanted to tell, so they had to cut some corners. But yeah, I mean, as much as they could, because I mean, I mean, with all the kit characters and nothing things A to lot. wrap up. It's, you only do so Man. much.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree. I mean maybe it wasn't satisfactory, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think mean, it was it as satisfactory
4: as it could have been. It wasn't Seinfeld, you know. It wasn't the Seinfeld <sighs> ending which you know Thank God. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's also still I would say dramas are probably easier to wrap up, I would think, in general than, you know, comedy yeah, shows. That's though. true. But but yeah. Could obviously be, yeah. wire, shield.
1: <sighs> yeah, there's not too many comedies that have wrapped up really that great that I remember it's that I that I find that. Being good comedies. Yeah. Remember, like...
4: remember Rose. was <laughs> all a dream. Remember. It was something like she ends up. It was all like a like a story that she was writing or something, High five. and like a lot of the things she said wasn't true. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, it was all like a book she was writing or something, and then so in the end she has this confessional where she's like, "Yeah, I think like David was actually somebody. Like characters were different. Oh my So-and-so god! So and so was. I kind of remember a, that. And so That's it, was, it was such a left field ending." That it was very they Super just Mario going for 2.
0: Crazy at the very end. What? A, well, Did now you, I don't remember.
1: Uh, it was all a dream too. Super Mario 2. was it? Yep. Yeah. I don't remember that. Super Mario.
0: <laughs> I will say that. I will say that I heard recently that Super Mario. We'll hear that again. What? Super, <laughs> I will say that I heard recently that Super Mario Two was actually a completely different game. Like it oh. was written as a different game, and then at the very end it failed.
4: It did suck. So they put. <laughs> remember
0: that. See, that's the thing. I love Super Mario Two. Like <laughs> I liked it better than One and Three by a by a long shot. Yeah,
4: I would say Mario and, and Mario Two are like Speed and Speed Two. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh man, Speed Two. <laughs> I like Speed One a lot better than Speed Two. That's, that's why sure. exactly. That's how I feel about. Oh, okay. Obviously, okay. you don't feel that
0: <laughs> well, He just connected just the dots. Was cool. <laughs> he
1: was behind there. But it, it just, I
0: heard that it was a totally different game, and then the last moment they dropped Mario into it because it failed. And I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense because yeah, it, it had nothing different. to do. Yeah, it's completely yeah. Instead of hitting everything like he did in the first
4: of one and three, all day I dream he's picking sex. stuff out of the ground all the time. Yeah, it mean, doesn't make any sense. But for a kid, it's like, yeah, it doesn't, you you can't connect the dots, but you're like, oh, it's Mario. Exactly. Got a red jumpsuit on. I just remember
1: at the end, yeah, he showed him sleeping in a bed and had like the whole thing was a dream. Oh,
0: you're right. I do remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. I do also remember it taking me forever. At the end of every level, they have the little dude that spits eggs at you. You know, yeah. you remember that at all? Oh yeah. Uh, it woo-hoo. took me fucking forever to figure out what the fuck to do. Like, cause you're <laughs> supposed to jump on the egg as it comes by you and pick it up, yeah, and then throw it back at him. Oh okay, my god! I it took me remember forever that. to figure that. Yeah. out I like those. Oh my gosh, took yeah. forever.
1: Anyway, man, we have segwayed we from... way went <laughs> off of Metal Star, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they right. the good show endings, It makes a, it's a natural transition. I thought it was good. I think
0: I think the circle that they show at the end is real good. <clears> I think it connects. Yeah, everything I think so too. I, I really don't. I really didn't have a problem with that at all. Some things I would have changed, but I. Th- God. It d- it definitely doesn't ruin the show at Who's all. The standout
4: no. actors on it, that like, give probably them. people you wouldn't know, James Callis and uh, J- Edward James Olmos. Uh, Edward James okay, Olmos. I was going to say yeah. I, I, he famous was
0: outside of that. Only him
4: and that Trisha lady was the only ones I even knew. That. Trisha Helfer. And then uh, she is she just eye candy or is she actually got some? She's chops? okay. I mean, I don't she's think a anybody bit, she's
0: was, a decent part of it. But yeah, I think the girl that played Starbucks is not a terrific actress at
4: all. She's but definitely easy on the eyes uh, and a Canadian.
1: James, uh, what, the, what was his name? The guy who played Leodama. He's pretty big in that. I don't know and what his name is. James Bamber. Or it seems
4: like most like of them,
0: other than Trisha Helfer and Edward James Almost, really had a lot of Jamie, Bamber. Jamie Bamber,
1: yeah. He was he was pretty good in it overall. Yeah, and overall. He had the some MLMs. parts. suit was but, a terrible, yeah. well, terrible yeah. part. And he had some wild ass hair at the end, too. It yeah. was like the most insane, just let it all go because I'm you know, out of the military type look. Lot, lots of super cute chicks
4: in that, too. Speaking tape. of weird hair, that's the guy that created it seems to have quite a yawning (laughs) mane on him. Yeah, he does. (laughs) He really does. (laughs) All right.
1: So, overall, I'd probably say it's... You know, it's... It's in the upper echelon of shows I've seen. I wouldn't put it in my pinnacle list, but I would say... There's a lot of people I would recommend it to. I'll just put it that way. Uh, It would be a case-by-case basis, I think. I think some people may not get over the sci-fi, but if you... If you can get over, if you even if you don't like sci-fi, if you can get over that, then I think you'll really see a lot of the, a lot of the elements in it that are, you know, that you'll see that sci-fi just uses the basis, and it's not like you said, it's not really the focus. It's not like, oh, look at the cool new technology right. here, and that you know, it's yeah, just yeah. the the shit they had when they left, and they that's what they got, and that's what that's where the story is. So, right. what is it
4: rank for you? Is that is it your top five? Uh yeah, it would be definitely my
1: top five for sure. Uh,
0: gosh, I. Okay. I say top ten. It's really hard to define a top five shows, and and it's also really hard to compare things because I have like I could do top five comedies
4: easy. Yeah, I could do Shoot. top. I put comedies five. kind dramas of different. I usually do
1: dramas and comedies, you know, because I I don't think you can cross those really. They, you you just can't. Yeah, it's like it's saying, too different.
0: It's like calling an MVP of a league for of uh, the NFL. Like, well, yeah. everybody does different
1: things, so yeah. it doesn't really doesn't really perfect it now. It's be like really calling an work. MVP of sports. Because a football player and a baseball player are completely different. Yeah, but
0: I, I think football is a lot harder because, yeah. like basketball, everybody's kind of... There are different roles, but everybody's yeah. kind of doing the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. So it's easier to define an MVP in that league than it is... Ba- even in baseball, it's harder. But anyway. Yeah. I regress. We regress. You
4: have.
1: So... So I, I would give it a thumbs up. Awesome. I would say it's it's worth watching, and it has a lot of good elements, a lot of good acting. Has a lot of good acting in it too. I mean. Is it on Netflix? It is. Absolutely. Oh, the entire series is on man. Netflix. And I will give I it,
4: it I might watch. Uh,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. I can't fully
4: commit. <laughs> that is a just the, you just get the tip, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs>
1: so you <do> can't you... <laughs> can't shove it all the way in there yet. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> hey man, Into if you give it maybe out, that yes. much, maybe you'll
0: maybe you'll go <laughs> yeah. the rest of the way. You never know. That's true.
1: You gotta yes. start somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. If it all gets right. all worked up from that, then amazing. <laughs> and, and, and we might have full <laughs>
0: insertion. <laughs> uh, I think that about does it for
4: us. <laughs> uh, Zedric right. Gasoline, High High five. Five. yes, thank you guys. I enjoyed I'll it. Uh, oh yeah, I guess I'll plug my yeah, Twitter plug it. handle. I'm at Zedbo three three four. So that's Z E D B O three three four, where I will tweet about occasionally about music, often complaining about life. <laughs> and uh, occasionally I'll take pictures of food you so, will uh, you want a little bit of that action Start <laughs> who doesn't 334 awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well and you can find us at breakroom.tv and uh, if you want to call the show I believe we have a phone number don't we we do
2: 469-665-9827
0: there you can leave a voicemail for us and we love to hear from our fans every once in a while play the voicemails on air on live air we do uh, Check us out on iTunes. Uh, give us a five star rating if you would. It would be great. Helps us move up the charts and get that much more popular and maybe on the front page of iTunes one day. We're also on uh, Twitter at The Break Room. Twitter at The Break Room. Uh, Dustin at Twitter slash
1: Twitter.com slash The Real, the WS, Real WS. WS 9775. Yeah. Since some a hole took WS 9775, <laughs> that'd be that. You can find me at Twitter.com slash
0: navid Central. You can find Zed at slash. Zedbo334? Three, three, yeah you And Mark that, is at and uh, mark the at Mark. Zed, sla- uh, Zed <laughs> slash, yes. <laughs> Someone's been drinking Shiner. <laughs> slash the Mark.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Am I missing anything else? Um, no, I don't think so. And uh, if I'm, you like the band at the end of the, the show. Oh, you can also find us on Stitcher if you follow Stitcher. I think we're over there. We're trying to get approved or something. You, you can also find, find
0: us at gasolinehighfive.com. Uh, you know if you like the music we play please click cl- please go to there and uh, get the music from there <laughs> please go to there where the please
4: music is Please go to to go to there. What is it shouldn't I uh, give uh I don't know if this is just for special guests but it's like the what's the thing is it gasoline high five out go out Absolutely. Oh, uh, we'll out, have to do that out, with go, a clean out. without the ending thing uh, of out, yes, go, or,
3: Out go. Out, go out. But yes, good call. Gasoline
5: <laughs> high five out go out go out.
1: Later.
2: Breakroom.org
1: Not a valid sign (laughs) anymore.
2: Hey, open the door. I want a new life. Hey, and here's what's more. I want a new life A new life Babe, let's give one thing clear There's much more stardust When you're near I think I'm really being sincere I want a new life hmm, A new life With you Funding for this program was made possible by the Corporation for Gasoline High Five Podcasting and by annual financial support from viewers like you. This is The Break Room.